What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 179 of Smack Talk, presented by SmarkOutMoment.com. I am Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and joining me on the mic, you should know these names by now, but if you don't, we're going to introduce them anyway. Sean Walker. Smiley face, sad face, angry face, smiley face, thumbs up. Winky face. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin Ferris. I said, hey, what's going on? God damn it, that's going to be my head. I swear, uh, I'm going to have to listen to that so much. And now I just got flagged for copyright. Seth Rollins, you're beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike Baden. Part one. Ask him. Ask him. Random M. Random apostrophe. Nobody's going to get that joke except for us, but I don't care. Start off the episode by alienating the audience. Love doing that. Uh, For our main event for this evening, we're going to be doing our predictions for Extreme Rules, breaking down every match that has been announced for that, and uh, trying to figure out what's happening with all that kind of stuff. We've got the hot tags coming up in part two. We got a little rest hold break in part three, where we break down the usual stuff in that, like the Smart My Words comment of the week and the uh, outside interference articles and whatnot. The uh, Fantasy League, finally uh, we did the draft, so we're going to have some more information about that at the tail end of the show. And as Peyton said, we're in part one right now, which means it's time for the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as Ask Him. Ask Him. For those joining us for the first time, the Ask Him is a two-part question thing. They both tie together in some fashion. One question is to the panel, one is to the audience. Last week's question to the panel was... Based off of the Kiss Me Arse match that we're going to be getting, which is stupid as hell. But, uh, Kiss Me Arse. Kiss Me Arse. It sounds fella. so weird when Americans say arse. Arse. So weird. To be uh, fair, it's weird no matter who says it. Arse. Arse. It's ass. <laughs> uh, question to the panel was uh, Who was the first inductee into the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club? William ooh, ooh, I know. I know. I know. Oh, wait. Mike is going to spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Drew's fault <laughs> and that was your fault for not jumping on top of Drew you should learn it was from Drew wasn't here last week yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was anyway uh, question to the audience though name the other members of the Kiss My Ass Club those were Jim Ross, Shawn Michaels Shane McMahon, Mick Foley and Hornswoggle everybody else who potentially had been in the Kiss My Ass Club got out of it in some fashion like they were just about to and somebody made a save or something like that so let's see who says what for our responses here Murky from the Swamps Good old tag champ, Murky. Murky! Says uh, Regal, Jim Ross, Shawn Michaels, Shane McMahon, Mick Foley, Hornswoggle, and fuck Hornswoggle. <laughs> Watchman King says, let's say Ross, HBK, Shane, because he got shoved up there just like Big Show, so him too. Hornswoggle, Foley, and the new fuck you this week is Big Boss Man because he wasn't big enough to take to make it. Wink, wink. I don't back that one up. I'm actually a big fan of the Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man fan? Mm-hmm. Hmm? <laughs> Peter says uh, I am a new member of so I've only seen Foley but for for I done Ross the HBK Shane McMahon I lost you on that one hashtag have a nice day have a nice day anyway though Peter <laughs> uh, more Supremo I will go with Regal Jim Ross Shane O'Mac Shawn Michaels and according to CM Punk The Rock Hulk Hogan Stone Cold and John Cena 
Nice touch. <laughs> he also says, and fuck Silent Wind of Doom, Lanny Poffa, Virgil, Tony, Simon, and the next member of the Fuck That Guy Club is Blake, because Murky is carrying him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Gotta step it up, Blake. Jamie O'Halloran, I don't know, I don't care, and Tony, fuck you. How dare you forget my correct answer two weeks ago. I will send Tensai to sit on you. I don't know what's worse, Tensai sitting on me or Tensai running me over, but either way, I don't want that to happen. By the way, speaking of things that I don't like happening to me, Wago joined the line. What's up, Wago? You had to fucking reach far with that one, didn't you? A little bit. The point of it is fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well... I don't have to worry because the commenters will say fuck you to you in return, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mara Supremo, get on that. Oh, that's actually who we're talking to. <laughs> we just <laughs> went over Mara Supremos. I think he had the longest list of them. Uh, I'll have to go back and check it, but I'm sure it mentioned the word fuck you and Lanny Poffo. Yeah, Lanny Poffo's um, one of the many, many members of the Fuck That Guy Club. Ah. Uh, we have three more people that had uh, answered last week's question. Uh, Johnny Castaway says, all right, I think I've got this one. The members of the Kiss My Ass Club are Lanny Poffo, Tensai, Silent Wind of Doom, Rey Mysterious, Shitty Knees, and Tony Mango. Also, fuck everyone on this list. Mono Apex. Uh, Jim Ross, I don't know. Fuck Tony. I hope Wago orders old Indian food to Tensai and you have to kiss Tensai's ass. That's horrible. And I apologize to Murky. Blake was jealous. He thinks Murky will be a main eventer and he will be jobbing with Tony and Taz. Oh, man. See... I don't mind the fuck yous, but don't equate me to Taz. <laughs> yeah, if anyone hears Taz, it's fucking true. <laughs> um, <laughs> lastly, Silent Wind of Doom says, I have no friggin' clue about Vince's, so I'm just going to list the members of the Emperor of Black Peoples instead. What? Randy uh-huh. Marsh, Al Sharpton, and the mother of his illegitimate child. Fuck Lanny Poffo, fuck Big Show, fuck Kali, and fuck whoever says fuck Silent Wind of Doom, except Wago. That guy's too cool for school. Hell murky. All right, all right. I want to address, some, <laughs> I want to address something here. He, like, he was defending Lanny Poffo not too long back. Is he, like, trying to get back in the cool gang? <laughs> cool in the gang? Mm-hmm. Wait, was that Silent Wind of Doom? Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how over murky is though. Yeah, I can't Mur- believe somebody actually thinks Wigo is cool. We actually we got murky over as a baby face and Lally Poffo as a heel. We did our job. <laughs> Somehow we were able to get murky over as a baby face and WWE still can't get half the roster over. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's question to the panel, we're going to make this extreme related, and when you think of extreme, you think of ECW. Unfortunately. Yeah. To the extreme! W! <laughs> Did you just say extreme W? <laughs> no, I said ECW. Oh, uh, the C totally didn't like go through. W. <laughs> it really was like, extreme W! <laughs> you know, it might as well be called that, there wasn't any fucking wrestling going on. Yeah, none of the champions mattered, which is actually what we're going to talk about today. Well, and who better off to start it off with, with somebody who really doesn't matter, but who has held the ECW championship more times than anybody else? Tommy Dreamer? RVD. Nope. Nope. Rhino. Nope. Shane Douglas? Nope. Sabu. Taz? Nope. nope. Ter- Terry Funk? Nope. Mm. You said the heavyweight title, Right? Yeah, the ECW world title. Okay. Um, Sandman? Yep. I was about to say next. Sandman held it five times. Wow. 
How the hell did he win? I don't know, considering everybody who was a member of that roster went, yeah, Sandman didn't know how to work. <laughs> right? Like, he's just... <laughs> My god, the guy, like, has one thing to his name. No, he has two things. I'll give him credit. He has he's smashing a beer can and a Singapore cane. Oh, and he's ugly. <laughs> so, question to the audience. Who has held the ECW ch- uh, championship for the longest amount of time combined in their title reigns? If you think you know the answer, you just want to take a guess, or you want to say, hell, murky, or anything else like that, then leave a comment below on YouTube, or set a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, and next episode we'll tell you everything what you guys said back that you could read, but we like reading it back to you anyway. So, <laughs> next part is the hot tag. Stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. I had a Star Wars lunchbox once. <laughs> That's a great way to start off the hot tags. <laughs> Welcome to the lunch bag, lunchbox, hot tag, whatever you want to call this uh, segment of the show. Uh, this is part two of episode 179, and we got a couple things to talk about. Um, let's get the kind of shitty one out of the way here. William Regal was getting harassment calls from St. Joseph's Medical Center in Houston, Texas, out of all things. He actually took it upon himself to tweet out, basically like, yo, fuck these guys, can you tell them to knock it off to all of his fans? Don't know why St. Joseph's Medical Center would be calling him, but um, I find that kind of funny, thinking that maybe they're calling up and asking for meatball parms and shit. So what you're saying is they essentially, he essentially did what we did to that guy when we revealed that his number was 201-567-4211. Very much so. So apparently you can also call St. Joseph's Medical Center and that number if you want to fuck with people. Hmm. This is a good week mm-hmm. for people who are trolls with phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to know what the calls were too because he didn't really specify. But like, probably trying like, to get money out of him. Can you I do? I make a wish. Maybe they were just phoning him and playing. He's a man down the fucking <laughs> speaker. <laughs> like, what if this spawns a whole new thing where all these wrestlers keep getting these like uh, prank phone calls? Somebody calls him up and they're like, "He's like, hello, yeah, is this Isaac Yankum, motherfucker." It's <laughs> Can we do this call another time? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll call right back. Hi, is this Glenn? <laughs> I wonder if anything ever came out of that time that Jim Ross's phone number leaked. That's right, yeah. I don't uh, remember seeing anything about that, like him tweeting out, like, change my number, don't bother calling it, or I'm not going to get probably didn't want to draw places. attention to it. Mm. You got to know, at least a couple people called it. Yeah, it probably like died off after a little bit, though. Some like diehard fans that are just trying to get JR to say their names or something like that. Charge them ten bucks, give them a nickname. <laughs> anyway, it's not cool to prank call William Regal. I mean, he put a fucking dwarf in the Regal stretch, and that should cement him from prank calls for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's those are the rules. <laughs> just saying. Like you call up a uh, what was it forty four one one. And you're like, yeah, can I have William Regal's number? I gotta prank him. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, we can't give that to that. He put a dwarf in the Regal stretch. We don't like yeah. uh, transferring numbers for those people. And if they fucking sent that back to you, what would you do? You'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much would. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna fucking argue with that, are you? <laughs> Especially if it's one of the um, the automated machines, and it specifically says that. <laughs> 
Let's talk about a uh, more important hot tag, though. Uh, Seth Rollins' finisher has been banned. The curb stomp isn't going to be used anymore, and they're kind of dancing around this a little bit. There's a report coming out which is basically saying, look, we're not banning it. We just don't want him to ever use it again. <laughs> like, the semantics really fucking matter. But now he's using some faceplant move, and I missed it when we were watching Raw. But I went sucked. back and I checked it out, and that is not a finisher. No. Maybe a finisher for somebody who sucks and never gets to use their finisher. Like, a Heath Slater type. But, no, that is, like, the same thing as fucking Christian does to set up uh, half of his moves, basically. Give it a, give it a week and, give it a week and I'll be using Randy Orton's old finisher, that fucking shitty overdrive that everyone used for a while. Oh, God. The one that fucking MVP did? Yeah, the yeah. one where you put the leg over the head, suspend their arm up, and just kind of fall forwards. Oh, God, no. That no, is one of the worst finishers. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, like, there's no fucking impact, but I could see him being a guy that ends up fucking using that. <laughs> but they've got the move so over, though. The curb stomp? Why the fuck would you want to get rid of it? It's like when they did it with the punt. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, and they set up for that amazing arcade at WrestleMania. Like, come on. I don't know, any move, as much uh, flack as I'm probably going to get for it, I actually totally expected this and am kind of supportive of it. I do think it was a very kick-ass looking move. We do have to consider the time that we're in now. Uh, They are very conscious towards young people. Not if they get hit with the curb stomp. Any move that they could easily see a child imitating that can do very serious harm, I mean, you could kill someone doing that move very easily. Um... They're, they're probably going to take it out. Uh, not to mention, I think there is a very likely case that someone could, like, get it. Didn't Brock Lesnar break his nose or something doing that move? You can get a fucking concussion from doing a back bump wrong. It's regret- well, sh- Sure you can, but I'm saying, like, this one is, is very likely. I mean, you're stepping on a person's head. I bet you people didn't like it. Yeah, like Mike said, I, I can understand why they, they well, well, not banned it, but they're they're limiting the use of it. And it's exactly for that reason, you know, in case kids want to try that at home, even though you're not supposed to try it, any of that at home. From a, uh, But it, it's one of those things, and I was just going to say that I'm glad they didn't outright ban it because I'm okay with that. You know, I don't need to see it on every episode of Raw, but I still think it should be brought out for special occasions, you know, like like certain pay-per-views, you know. I think uh, it'll be very much like uh, Randy Orton's punt to the head, where like right. he's very desperate and like there's nothing else that he can do against his opponent that he's been feuding with for months. That's something that he could break out as a last call. Exactly. Now, I've never wrestled Eddie Guerrero, but I do know how to bump. And the reality of it is, for that move, there's no reason you should break your nose. If you break your nose, it's because you're bumping it wrong. You turn your head to the fucking side. It's not difficult. Um, so that's all on Brock Lesnar. Um my attitude to bumps is as long as you know how to work safely, it's a non-issue. So if you get hurt, it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. If there's one move that should be banned, it's the figure four. Because when I did the figure four, I dislocated my knee and had to have nine knee operations. So fuck that move. Sean, your knees just don't work. <laughs> because I did a figure four. Are you sure you did a no, four and you didn't accidentally a do a figure four. five or something? <laughs> no, I did a figure four and my knee popped. It was gross. You see, when it's hyperextended, that's when you stop turning. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I got a fake ligament now holding my kneecap into place, so it's not too bad. But I'm like I'm fine if they use it as a special move, kinda like how when Orton goes to the corner for the punt everyone starts shitting their pants. Um but otherwise I'm just not happy with this. Seth 
Does it like Seth's got a great move set, but without the curb stomp, it well, does take a lot away from him. Let's not forget this wasn't his original finisher he used in WWE. He used to use that flying knee thing. In addition, he used to use the one where it was like a neck. It was like um, a sliced bread, except he didn't use the turnbuckle. Hmm. Um, well, that... you mean like Callisto's move. I forgot what Callisto uses. Um, it's Leon yeah. Del Sol, yeah, it is that, kind of like that. It is the same move, yeah, so we can't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, has Kenta come up with any other finishing moves? Most people just <laughs> take one of those. Uh, I'm sure he's yeah, going to do a kick. Just like the GTS. CM Punk's on the company. Everybody was touting him as the next CM Punk. There you go. How funny would that be if like, they just decided to give the GTS to him instead of Kenta? <laughs> Kenta. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Kenta's just oh, you like, know uh, what? They should. Imagine the amount of fucking heat you'd get for that. That would be funny, though, because backstage, Kenta's like, oh, man, I can finally do one of my moves instead of just all those kicks that everybody's, what the fuck, yeah, you're going to get the <laughs> <laughs> Like, he starts speaking clear English and just cussing out fucking everybody. Wait a minute, you're changing his name from Seth Rollins to Kenta Rollins? I couldn't keep that name. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Soros Curb Stops goes, not happy days. Another thing that had been reported is that they wanted him to get a finisher that they can use out of nowhere. Which, to me, that's more of the curb stomp than this new thing. <laughs> yeah, curb stomp was a perfect out-of-nowhere move. I mean, like, yeah, you do have to be set up for it, but he's got to grab you and do this new finisher. Like, you can't kind of do a, a DDT out of nowhere, or like a face plant out of nowhere, or a neckbreaker out of nowhere, without it's... the proper setup anyway, and there's less of a setup when it comes to the curb stomp. The curb stomp was perfect for him, because he's not a huge guy. But regardless of your size, and at least with his size, you can buy him stomping your face into the canvas as a legitimate move. He should use. He should revert back to that turnbuckle move that he used on Raw Rumble. The Phoenix uh, Splash? Yeah. Um, if he can learn how to fucking hit it, he goes like really fucking far with that shit. I think they won't have him be uh, using that anymore. Or at least, like, not on a regular basis, because that kind of takes away from Neville. That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. Yeah. Good point. Neville's got 120 other moves that he can do that make us go ooh and ah. Like, give a day, just fucking just decided to 450 off yeah. a fucking barricade. And that red arrow is never going to be not amazing. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I could see WWE having that kind of mentality. Big flippy move on top? That's Neville's thing. Neville typically uses the Phoenix Splash from uh, the middle rope, too. So I can't think of a finisher that would suit him well that hasn't been done already. Oh, I know one. The curb stomp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if you were a really, like, a solid big guy, you could do a lot of power moves. Like, even Kevin Owens gets away with just doing the powerbomb. You know, I would think that getting powerbombed by Kevin Owens would put you down for the count. But when you're around Seth Rollins' height and stuff... That's kind of tough. Like, I like his powerbomb into the turnbuckle, but he can't do that on everybody. The curb stomp he could do to every member of the roster, and that's what makes a good finisher. Yeah, because you could do a super kick to anybody, you could do a stunner to anybody, but... RKO? Yeah, RKO to anybody, but you can't picture Seth Rollins doing any kind of a move where he needs to, like, pick somebody up if it's, like, you know, Mark Henry or something. Well, again, those are the situations he could break out the Phoenix Splash and the curb stomp. Yeah. I don't think this is the end of the world. I just think it's going to set him back a lot. Hopefully he thinks of a better one than what we did this Monday. 
You should just fuck with WWE and come up with just new finishers that are all like head stomping related. <laughs> like he does the curb stomp that um Paul Birchall used to do instead. <laughs> or like he'll just do a. How about um? Has any of you seen that fucking moonsault like doubles like moonsault stomp to the stomach? It's fucking oh, sweet. He should do that. He could pull that off. I don't like that move. Plus, we have a couple other stomps. Wasn't like someone else just doing that recently too? I know Finn Balor does the stomp from the turnbuckle, but he yeah. looks fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. The shining a... wizard. There we he go. Should... Yeah, Finn Balor should do a GTS. As odd as it is, I always thought that an Enziguri could have been a finisher. No. Um, Jericho tried to do that for a while, just didn't get over. I always thought it looks like it would hurt. I mean, the guy's kicking you in the back of the head. It does hurt. I mean, for, uh, as much as we hate on Del Rio... Had a sick enziguri. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only... Shit, I mean, he's the right size to do a Shining Wizard, I guess. Doesn't make it look good, but... AJ ain't around about it. Nope. Didn't give a fuck if AJ was there or not. Seth actually managed. <laughs> what if Seth Rollins takes both their moves? He does a Shining <laughs> Wizard and a GTS. And just breaks out the Anaconda device just for fuck you. As and a Black you. Widow. <laughs> actually, Seth's the type of guy I could buy using the Black Widow. Oh man, I kind of want to see this now. He starts wearing stars on his outfit and fucking uh, GTS looks great. <laughs> Down for the GTS. So uh, another hot tag here. This is something a little bit different. We just decided to do this in the middle of nowhere here, but um, it was suggested that based off of last week, we did that little end cap where we were talking about the difference between all the different types of gimmicks in WWE that are all the same. Uh, someone I can't remember who might have been Silent Way to do him. Um, <clears throat> uh, suggested that we make that a regular segment of kind of like we pick a topic that we want to complain about and ways to fix it and stuff. What would you guys want that segment to be called? I'm kind of curious. Uh, for the fans and for you guys, if you have any ideas to uh, uh, on the panel. A bunch of wrestling fans complain online. <laughs> oh, they call that YouTube. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, something simple like complaints department or something gimmicky like uh, if we throw that into the hot tags is maybe like we do one quick one of those per week and we do like a heated up kind of thing or something or make that another special feature kind of like the top rope list itself and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, Don't we already t- like complain about shit yeah. all the time? Like do we really need a segment dedicated to that? How about we have a segment dedicated about – Stuff we'd like. Well, for a that's change. that's another way to take it. Now, there's a, a segment, segment on uh, Smart Cut Moment, the cheap pop and the cheap heat of the week, and uh, that's you take one positive and one negative from the past couple of days. Maybe we can transition that into this. I don't want to take that away from SmartCutMoment.com and from um, Ross, who does that every week. Well, we could just do both. Both what? Let him write and do it. It's not going to hurt. I'd rather have something different. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> so I'm curious. Uh, leave a comment below if you have any suggestions. If you want to see this kind of segment, if you have any titles that uh, spring to your mind, or any ways to do that. If you want to see that as like part of the hot tags or something separate, or I don't know, maybe just another thing on the website itself. Who knows? But um, any other topics you guys want to talk about before we end this? Nah. Nah. What's the deal with mallets? I know, they're kind of like gavels. But they're mallets. 
Uh, no, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, give it away. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> all right, guys, those are the hot tags. Leave those comments below for all the different things that we talked about and anything else, too. I don't care. I like reading them. So we are going to take a break with the rest hold, and we're going to come back and start talking about Extreme Rules. Stay tuned. Alrighty, everybody, we are on part three, which means it's time for the rest hold. This is our commercial break section where we fill you in on everything you need to know this week to promote Smark Out Moment, Smack Talk, a mango tree branches all over the place, and anything else that we think that you need to be aware of, including the outside interference articles that I've written for the things outside of that. For e-wrestling news, you've got WWE Extreme Rules 2015 is not extreme enough. And then later on this week, Saturday, if I'm remembering correctly, there's going to be another predictions post on Bleacher Report that breaks down everything that I go through tonight, but, you know, more updated. And then, of course, at the end of Extreme Rules, I'll be doing my usual breakdown of the biggest stars of the night and the uh, biggest highlights and low points, so stay tuned for all that kind of stuff. And if you want to read any of those articles or any of the ones that I've done in the past for either website, then you can find them on various different places, including the Smarkout Moment and Tony Mango Twitter and Facebook accounts, the profiles on Bleacher Report and eWrestling News themselves, the YouTube description for the Extreme Rules one, and the homepage of smarkoutmoment.com underneath the outside interference section. The Smark My Words comment of the week is another new thing. This is from Instagram, WWE.views. He uh, sent us a link on there to a promo that John Cena had cut on Rusev where he mentions potatoes. Of course, you know, the Rusev potato joke. And then uh, after myself, Peyton, and Drew liked it, he sent a very nice uh, thing back of that moment when three of your favorite YouTubers like one of your posts. Smiley face, smiley face. Thanks, guys. Thank you, WWE.views, and thank you to everybody else, too. I mean, uh, I think that I don't say that enough. Thank you for all the different comments and stuff that you guys do, all the support that you guys uh, bring our way. We always really appreciate that, and especially when it's uh, on different things that kind of take us by surprise. I'm used to seeing more odd stuff on Instagram, so uh, thank you to WWE.Views, thank you to everybody else who sent your comments in and participated in all the different ways that you can, and there's a lot of ways for you to tell us to smark your words, including the Mega Maniacs group on Facebook. Uh, That is, of course, facebook.com slash group slash the Mega Maniacs, that's where we goof off throughout the week, so if you're on Facebook, then make sure that you're on the Mega Maniacs. The next mailbag for the May edition, that's right, that's what that episode is, is going to be on episode 181, so if you have any questions that you would like to submit to us to get to know us better and pick our brains about any particular subject matter, it doesn't have to be about wrestling, just fill up the inbox by sending a message through the contact form of the website, and whatever you send in your email, we will answer. There's also the Sign Me Up initiative. If you bring a Smark Out Moment sign to any kind of a wrestling-related event that you attend in the near future, send a picture or a video of yourself to me, and I will feature you in a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. Speaking of supporting the website, if you are so inclined to toss some spare change our way, you can do that in three different ways. Patreon.com slash SmarkOutMoment the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com, and the fan funding module on the right-hand side of the homepage of the YouTube channel. Another place where you can hear our opinions about different subject matters, particularly the geek culture side of things that we're fond of, is Fanboy's anonymous and sister website to Smart Out Moment, the blue brand to the red brand. 
if you are interested in our opinions about that kind of stuff, then you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash fanboysanonymous. Follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts and hear what we have to say about movies, video games, comic books, and everything else. And, of course, we can't forget about the all-talk show, where we bullshit about completely random things and just talk about whatever. That podcast is one that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash show for the archived edition for that. But if you are able to listen live, we do that on megapowersradio.com, completely random. So what you need to do is follow the Twitter and the Facebook account, facebook.com slash show, twitter.com slash show. And whenever we decide to do an episode, that's where you will find out in advance. And if you happen to be interested in joining the Smart Out Moment team as a writer or an editor or anything else for that matter, send in your application using the contact form of the website and I'll get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that should do us in for the rest hold. That nap's over with, but that means that we need to wake up and get right on the ball. Extreme Rules predictions coming up. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Rust Hold is over with. Hot tags are done. Ask Him has been asked, and that means we're on a main event of our episode. We're going to do a couple different um, segments here. They're all dedicated to Extreme Rules 2015 predictions. Every match that's been announced, we're going to try to give our thoughts on who's going to win, what's going to happen afterward, how the match is going to go, everything else that we usually do. And, of course, uh, we're going to start off with the pre-show kickoff match of the night. Tag team titles on the line. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro are going to be facing the New Day because the New Day defeated the Lucha Dragons on Monday Night Raw to get this title shot. Kofi Kingston and Big E are the two that are going to be representing the New Day, which is no surprise because Xavier Woods never really does anything. Although he does help him win, so I don't know. Maybe he'll help them win this time. I don't see that happening, though. What about you guys? Does I'm in a bit of a fucking wrestle. Xavier Woods. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. Mostly on SmackDown. I'm a little confused with this whole thing because from what I'm reading on Essie Scoops, because I don't fucking watch SmackDown, they're making Cesaro and Tyson Kidd a babyface team now, right? Yes. Yep. All right. At least so, for this match, not like going forward Yeah, this is the issue. Like, if they knock off the New Day, then they're going to end up wrestling... The Lucha Dragons, who are babyfaces too. Who's the uh, face them next? Who else is there? Primetime oh, players, for sure. Uh, yeah, I figured primetime players are probably going to be the next to be fed. Uh, I don't think they're going to uh, do anything with them. I think they're going to lose interest. I'm going with Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, but it's not anything that I feel like strongly about. I could see them just throwing the belts on uh, the New Day and giving them a heel run. Think they're going to yeah, free him? Because they are actually putting some stock into their New Day recently. I mean, getting a, I suppose any reaction is better than no reaction, so they're using what the fans are giving them. New Day stock. <laughs> yeah, but they do, though. They really do. They do suck. Who do I want to see win Tyson Kidd and Cesaro? Who do I think is... Who do I know is going to win? It's going to be the New Day. Biggie and Kofi are going to do their fucking tag team special. So how many title belts will this be for Kofi? Like, tag time titles? I think he's had so many fucking makeshift teams. This might be the first legitimate one he's had. Uh, He won with Punk. He won with... 
Evan Bourne. Is anyone with like R Truth, I think, right? Rob Van Dam or something? He's had some weird title reigns. Like, <laughs> this is the first I think out of all his tag titles, this is the fight like the first real tag team he's been in. No, I gotta look I mean up. Air Air Boom was catching on. Towards the end. Then someone fucked it up. Mm-hmm. He has been a tag champ with CM Punk, Evan Bourne, and R Truth, and that's it. Mm. Still, some random fucking tag teams. And we talk about him being like, you know, the Intercontinental Champion all the time. Four Intercontinental titles, three United States titles. Zero World. Lots of titles to Kofi. Yeah, zero World ones, though. Yeah, he's good. Did he win the Kuwaiti Cup? Uh, nope. Uh, he's he's a very good mid-carder. Uh, <laughs> Apparently he did win a Slammy Award, though, for the Tell Me I Did Not Just See That Moment of the Year 2012. What did you do in 2012 that was worth that? It was the Royal Rumble. Yeah, one of his... Uh, oh, yeah. When he did the handstand. Did the handstand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he was being John Morrison and Shelton Benjamin. Okay. Oddly enough, though, out of all these tag teams, 2012, he got Tag Team of the Year for Pro Wrestling Illustrated with R-Truth. What? Um, bad 2012 must have been a horrible year. Like, wasn't there any fucking tag teams outside that they could have picked? Motor City Machine Guns? Fucking The Young Bucks? That team was terrible. The ones who uh, followed up, wow. They beat out Bad Influence? And Team Hell No? no. Okay, both uh, of those teams were better. Yeah. <laughs> as rare as I like to uh, commend TNA, Bad Influence was better than Kofi and R-Truth. That was one of the few things that TNA did right. Yeah, Team Hell No didn't win for the 2013 either. Oh, that makes sense, though. Shield won. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes and Roll Dust got uh, Cody Rhodes and Rhodes and Roll Dust. <laughs> road Dust. Yeah, I like it. Road Dust. He's got a picture of a fucking road on his face. And stuff. Hey, maybe that'll be uh, Cody's final evolution, where he just combines both gimmicks. <laughs> I'd be down for Road Dust. <laughs> I know. I was actually kind of surprised that New Day got the number one contendership on this one. Uh, I I can kind of see this one going either way. I, if I have to pick, which I am going to pick, I'll go with Cesaro and Kid retaining. Uh. But like you guys said, who are they going to face after that? You know, it's not going to be. It could be primetime players uh, if they're going to. St- if Kid and Cesaro are going to stay babyface, um, I don't think they're going to do anything with the Ascension. Uh, I'm trying to think what other what other heel tag teams we got right now. Uh, they could just continue the program with New Day, uh, and I'm thinking maybe Atlantis. that's what they'll do. Yeah, it does. Uh, see, but if New Day gets it, then I'm thinking it's definitely going to be setting up the Lucha Dragons for a, for a contendership there. Um, I can kind of see it going either way, but I'll, I'll go with Kid and Cesaro for my pick. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, I'm just thinking that this is going to be a Kid and Cesaro retain. Maybe something weird happens. Maybe Doom Day pulls it out, and I'd be fine with that too because Kid and Cesaro are cool, but New Day's kind of more interesting to me right now. And this sounds kind of like vindictive or whatever, but the less that we see of uh Kid and Cesaro as tag champs. That means the less that we're gonna have to see Natalia. And <laughs> what? Not digging Natalia at all. I what? Love, I love Natalia. She's always been yeah, a good personality. She's not. She's not bad on the eye. She's one of the few girls that can wrestle. Um, yeah, I you, Tony. I think she's one of my least favorite on the eyes. So that rolls that out. I think she's <laughs> you got glasses. Me. She's got no character whatsoever. 
She is horrible That's on the mic. That's unfair. She's, I think she's actually pretty good when she's not forced to do some cheesy diva bullshit. I See, think this is she... why we don't need a segment dedicated to being negative. <laughs> <laughs> I think Natalia is just as bland as you can get. She is good in the ring. I mean, I can't deny that. What's but... wrong with mashed potatoes? I don't like her pink fucking streak in her hair. She needs to get rid of that. I like baked potatoes like better. Yeah, her character doesn't do much for me at all. I, I don't get it. Twice got a nice pair of tits, though. But, you know, a little more. Uh, I'd rank her very, very, very low on the Divas. I love her pairing with Tyson Kidd. I don't know what you're talking about. This is When yeah, they were doing so... the thing where she was kind of, like, getting in the way and Tyson Kidd was being a dick, that was fun because it was Tyson Kidd being fun. But having her just kind of walk out with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro and she's wearing these weird fucking outfits and she's looking all smug and just kind of, like, eating up some uh, space, not a big fan. And I Hang think on, that's to kinda... be fair, this, the stuff they were doing, like where fucking Cesaro and, sorry, Tyson Kidd and Natalia get in a fight and Cesaro consoles fucking Tyson Kidd, I love that. That's what they... I said, when they were doing that, that mm-hmm. was fine with that, but they haven't been doing that the past couple weeks. Well, she She's serves a been... purpose, she helps be a heel and fucking distract people. Well, you can't do it anymore. every week, you get burnt out on it. And also, when they actually have backstage segments with just Kidd and Natalia, regardless of what it is, it's funny. Regardless of what it is? Like, regardless of as if it's fucking them against each other, or if it's um, them that are... Sorry, Emily's just poking around. <laughs> You're really struggling here. Hi, Emily. Give her the PS4. Oh, we did the controller. Can... You are too high. Emily, you want to play Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Go away. That happened. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about again? I don't know, but you weren't getting to your point, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, she just started snooping around. I'm like, the fuck? Just take it. <laughs> so if uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro retain, do you guys want to see the Lucha Dragons win the titles pretty soon, or even next? Or are you up for a different tag team taking it away from them? If that's the case, when should they drop the titles? And if it, it's uh, the New Day winning the titles... Does that mean Tyson Kidd and Cesaro stay baby faces and just kind of keep chasing them, or what? Regardless of who wins, I don't think they should rush Lucia Dragons into that tag title thing. I think they should try to have two concurrent things going on with their tag division. I would say at least until SummerSlam, maybe even if they could stretch out to Survivor Series. Have both things going on with the tag championships, whoever they are on, whether it's Cesaro and Kidd or New Day or some makeshift tag team, whatever it is. And have the, the Lucha Dragons doing whatever they're doing on another segment. Do you guys happen to know when their tour in Mexico is going to come up? Uh, no. The only no. guy I know who keeps a, like a calendar of all their dates and shit uh, is banned. So, Because hmm. <laughs> they'll win those titles around that time. They'll be I holding them. I mean, it would make they'll sense, probably win right? They're Mexico. You say that, but... Back when they had a Mexican tour before, they just gave Big Show the Intercontinental Championship, even though he wasn't the champion, just so Alberto Del Rio's matches would like look more, more legitimate. So, I don't know, like, like Mike was saying, I, I I think that they should wait on on the build up uh, to give the titles to the Lucha Dragons uh, at least until SummerSlam, because I think that would be a much better moment. It would be too soon now; they're still too green. Uh, even if they did it next month at the next pay per view, October eighteenth. Oh shit! That's there you go. Far along. Yeah, yeah their that, biggest that'd issue. Be fine. 
their biggest issue with booking the Lucha Dragons is going to be not giving them too much success too early because the Smarks will fucking shit all over them immediately. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like, what they're out, hopefully continuing with Neville. It's like, out of all the fucking teams that are there, like, if they're the type of guys that if they Smarks are going to shit on, it's going to be them. That happened in NXT. Yeah, it did. It's because they catered towards a more, like, children-friendly audience, so... Bright colors, masks. I like them though. So yeah, I'm yeah, down with them winning them down the line. I like Callisto. Yeah, Callisto's like ultra talented, and Sin Cara's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Sadly, yeah. Although he's a lot better than the other Sin Cara. As long as they keep the botches to a minimum, I'm I'm behind him. To be fair, um, Hunico doesn't botch like the old original Sin Cara did, and Callisto only has the off white. Like, who was it that he really fucked up against? Was it the Ascension? Yep. yep. Well, I'm just going to say, timing's everything. A lot of it was on Ascension, too. <laughs> They're clunky as they fuck. Yeah, such good promise. You know what's not on the Ascension? The tag titles. <laughs> yeah, they need to go back down to NXT, I reckon. You know what they're not having? Any Ascension. Just saying. What I'm saying. Happy days. <laughs> Got some chicken. What? <laughs> I like that chicken, especially if it's Natalia's chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, those are our opinions about I... the uh, tag title situation. We are going to roll along here and continue on. The next one we're talking about is the Chicago Street Fight, so stay tuned for Part 5. Welcome back. We're on Part 5, Chicago Street Fight. Far, far different rules than a street fight or an ODQ match. Or no holds barred match, or an extreme rules match. Uh-huh. Yes, bro. Chicago Street Fight. This one's gonna have some uh, deep dish pizza involved. Uh, it'll have one of those big metal beans involved. I think. You know, there is actually a very big difference. A normal street fight is just is what it is. This one will have CM Punk chance. <laughs> no, I True. think the difference is that this fight is gonna have a deep dish crust. Pizza joke was already made. Nothing, huh? it's a shame that they don't just flat out go with this and make that like they film it in you know the actual street that'd be kind of interesting but you know they'll never do that they only film outside of the arena if there's some kind of like a a bay or something where people can get thrown into and as far as I know I don't think that there's going to be any of those on the streets (laughs) Uh, Dean Ambrose is going to face Luke Harper. They've been building up to this a little bit, although they kind of pushed it on the back burner a little bit, I guess, when they were trying to figure out what they were going to do for the pay-per-view. They didn't really think too much about Ambrose and definitely didn't think about Harper. But based off of what happened at WrestleMania, they're kind of continuing that idea that those two are going to fuck each other up. That's essentially it. There's your feud. One guy fights, the other guy fights, so they go, hey, i got to fight you. And um, hopefully... Dean Ambrose wins a fucking match because it's been about like a year. Is this going to be one of those like the uh, Miz and Mizdow where whoever wins gets the gimmick of the dirty tank top and jeans? That's how they should do it. I hope so. And I hope that Ambrose wins because it looks good on him and it looks terrible on Harper. Yeah, I'm kind of actually getting tired of Dean Ambrose coming out in a t-shirt and fucking jeans. I want to see him do something else. You don't think that he would look weird with like you know, normal, like, trunks and stuff? No, because I've seen him wrestle with normal trunks and it didn't look weird to me. 
Uh, I'm used to it. If he had some it. kind of like Jericho had when he had long trunks, I think that could work. I've seen him in short trunks. It looks fine. As long as he doesn't fucking get stupid hair again like he used to. Dude has some awful haircuts. Oh, the pink hair? That was awful. That was one of them, yeah. He had pink hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking back when he was John Moxley. Terrible. CZW days? No, he was in WWE with pink he hair was, once, he? wrestled wasn't he? on Velocity, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, so it could get worse. Apparently, you can have pink hair. Yeah, fucking Mr. Journalist here. I tried to dye my hair pink once. Failed. Don't even know that John Moxley had pink hair. God. <laughs> now, see, if he had a pink shirt, then I would be paying uh... attention to it. <laughs> 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 right, what were we talking about? Predictions, yeah? <laughs> yeah, predictions for Ambrose versus oh, yeah. Harper. Uh, this match is going to suck, and I'm going to go with um, Dean Ambrose to win. Because they want to screw Sean over in the Fantasy League. I'm going to have to disagree. That little scuffle they had on Raw was fun. These guys can go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not like it's fucking Eric Rowan or Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns or something like as far as the two factions go. It's the two good ones. Church. Yeah, I don't know. I was making fun of Mike for choosing Ambrose uh, in the fantasy draft because Ambrose hasn't won a pay-per-view in a lot. Well, actually, I, I looked it up just so I could I could be sure. Uh, Ambrose hasn't won a pay-per-view match since right before the Shield broke up at Payback back in June of 2014. So it's been almost a year since Ambrose won anything on pay-per-view. That's and then it. I was like, when was the last time Ambrose won a singles match on pay-per-view? That was Night of Champions, September 2013. So that was a year, over a year and a half ago since he won a singles match on pay-per-view. So I, I think he is overdue. And since it's Luke Harper, Luke Harper doesn't really have anything I mean, going right now. I think Dean Ambrose definitely needs the win a lot more. I think it speaks volumes to Dean, though, as um, a personality and a wrestler, that even though he's not had much success... The guy's still pretty fucking over. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. that's actually going to be something that I think is one of the main reasons why he needs to win this. Uh, they're going to need somebody to take Daniel Bryan's space. If... And also, there's a fucking feud sitting right there. Like, they never finished Seth first Dean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dean, still need, Dean still needs to come up and get his win in the end. They never even really finished Ambrose and Barrett. <laughs> they kind of just pushed that off to the side. Oh, well. Jeez. But, um... We'll talk about the Daniel Bryan situation more in part six, but I think that they're going to need to build Ambrose back up, and this is going to be the start of it. I actually think, on top of this, that this is going to end up being one of the better matches of the night, because for an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, we don't really have many hardcore matches. we got a lot of stupid extra gimmicks, like this Kiss Me Arse match, and we've got, what, uh, the pre-show match has no gimmick. The Intercontinental match has no gimmick. The Kiss Me Arse match has no gimmick, even though they claim that it is. Divas match has no gimmick. And then we've got this dumb Russian chain match in The Last Man Standing. And Steel Cage. Steel Cage match never has anything other than the cage. That's not true. They never bring out the other stuff. That's more so in Hell in a Cell. They have, though. I mean, they could bring, you know, a chair in, but... All they're going to do if they do that is a shot to the back. Mm-hmm. That's going to be lame. What is this, lethal lockdown? <laughs> so we're going to have to depend on this Ambrose match and the last man standing match being the two, like, hardcore matches of the night. Yep. Yeah, I think it'll be a good match. I think it'll be, you know, well fought. I think it'll be one of the rougher matches of the night. Uh, I have Ambrose coming out on top in the end. And, uh, yeah. 
Anybody picking a Harper? Nope. Nah. I'm picking him to smell the most. Well, that's a guarantee. Do, do I get points for that? <laughs> if he smells the most? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't give points for that. I think you get minus points. Yep. So, we'll see everybody on the next section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, that, that just kind of died off really fast. family back together, don't we? Do you think <laughs> that way then they got Eric Rowan doing something, Luke Harper doing something? Going for the tag it, team belts as well. Oh, Rowan's okay. sitting in uh, catering. I'd be okay with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper doing a tag team run together. I don't want to see Eric Rowan. Fuck that guy. I gave him... I, I don't give a fuck. I gave it... <laughs> I think, yeah, and I think the only thing he did is give me negative points. Um, <laughs> especially when he got fucking released, so fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all i got to say about Eric Rowan. Hmm. Alrighty, guys, we have the Intercontinental title match coming up next. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barrett, possibly. I had a Star Wars lunchbox once. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're on part six. This is a match that might not even happen, and WWE has already flat out said that. On Monday Night Raw, they were just kind of like, Intercontinental title might be defended. Uh, uh, can you guys please order the uh, network anyway? But Daniel Bryan could be defending the title against Bad News Barrett, and they've been really, really harping on the idea that he probably isn't. So I'm not expecting this to happen whatsoever. Uh, I do think we're going to get a replacement match, though, and uh, this is a scenario that I'm assuming what's going to happen. Uh, based off of what happened on SmackDown, they had a tag match where uh, Barrett was involved with Sheamus against Dolph Ziggler and Adrian Neville. Right there, that kind of spells out what WWE has plans for. You know, they love to do their multiple people feuding with each other, all tag up kind of thing. I'm assuming we're going to get Bad News Barrett come out, bitch about how Daniel Bryan can't defend the title, and what the fuck, I came out here to have my match, I want my Intercontinental title back, I'm going to take this out on somebody or whatever, and then Neville comes out, and they just have an impromptu match. It's the only thing I can think of them doing. I'd be okay with that. be a good way to get Neville, like, transition Neville into doing something, because right now it's just... Who can we make him look good against this week? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for Daniel Bryan, but his track record isn't looking good now. Wasn't it Money in the Bank where there was like, this is the match you're going to get if Daniel Bryan can wrestle. But mm-hmm. if he can't, you're going to get this one. And then the the yeah. month before that, which was, I think, Payback, was when they were like, well, he can't wrestle, so can you just not have a title match? I mean, we'll promise we'll make it up for you for the rest of the year. Oh, crap, we just gave it to Brock Lesnar. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they did make it up. They gave it to the biggest fucking name in pro wrestling. I, we must have had less world title matches last year than, like, since, I don't know, Hogan held the belt. And I'm just going to say, last year I didn't hear anyone complaining about the belts um, being flip-flopped around and not being legitimate. So I think it's been the best year for the title in a long time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think it like built I, the title up. Yeah. yeah, I've not heard one person actually like complain about the legitimacy of that belt anymore. That's because it was Lesnar. Yeah, so it fucking yeah. worked. It legitimized <laughs> the belt. No, but I mean, yeah. it's not. Well, it's right. not because well, it wasn't. Right. Not because it wasn't I defended. It's you. because it was given to Lesnar. 
Yeah, who defended it less? Both. If you have the Intercontinental title on Daniel Bryan and he doesn't defend it for three months, people are going to be talking about the Intercontinental title not meaning shit. Yeah, that's why I think they're going to relegate the title and give it back to Bad News Barrett, like what happened when Bad News got injured that one time. Well, that is a, an odd scenario. I mean, if Daniel Bryan's been a couple weeks out and they think that he might still be out for God knows how long. I mean, one report says four weeks, but it's been a couple weeks since he was out. So, you know, God knows about that. Uh, this could be a scenario where they need to just get rid of the title as far as, like, Brian goes, really, really soon. Honestly, as much of a fan of Daniel Bryan as I am, I don't want to see them dawdle. If Brian can't defend the title, they're in a position right now where they're like, well, we got to have him take all of April off, and then he can't defend it on Extreme Rules, and then we're not going to be sure what to do for payback. Get rid of it at Extreme Rules. Don't even play around. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan... You know, Neville wins off Barrett, and then Sean gets all the points. You know what? Go for it. Give Neville a title shot like that. It's, you know, don't give him the title, but put him in a title match title. with that. Say the winner of this match is going to be the new champion. We're going to have a new number one contender face, Bad News Barrett, and Neville takes the shot. And loses, comes up short, but you start a program between the two of them. And Neville doesn't win it, but that's a damn good way to use Neville. It's a good match that we would have. And I don't have to wait for Daniel Bryan to come back in three months to relinquish the title anyway. I mean, with Daniel Bryan's history of, of injury now, I can't see the WWE really having much confidence in him at all as a defending champion. So I, I, re I really, no, absolutely not. And, and I totally understand. But I see basically two scenarios for what's going to happen this Sunday. Either A, the match isn't going to happen like a lot of us are thinking. Or B, I could see him doing this route where they have Bryan come out and it's basically a very short match. You know, Barrett goes over somehow either either clean or or with help from somebody or cheating or something. But uh, either way, Brian is dropping that title as soon as possible. And uh, whether it's Barrett or somebody else picks it up. So I'm, I'm going to have to pick Barrett just because if the, if the match even happens, I could see him doing a really short match. You know what I think? I don't think he's all that hurt. I think he might have just had something small. He just wanted to take a couple weeks off. They didn't put him on the European tour. Maybe he just had something else he had to do. I think he's going to be – maybe he's just going to show up and just be just fine, show up, have a match and defend his title and silence all the fucking internet sports entertainment community people. You think it's partially a work? You know, they. I am a firm believer that they plant like rumors these days that they have <laughs> someone that purposely leaks things out to the dirt sheets. They should. It's smart. Oh, yeah. But if it turns out that he is legitimately injured, I am never going to advocate him for him holding a world title again. Wow. Yeah. I would, but not for a long time. He's got to wrestle the entire rest of the year and then some to prove it. Yeah. No Royal Rumble win, no WrestleMania win. You take the Intercontinental title away from him, don't give him a world title until at least SummerSlam 2016. Yep, definitely yeah. agree. Anyone that wants to chant Daniel Bryan during a Roman Reigns match, go right ahead, but guess what? Your guy fucked up. He fucked up twice. Yeah, and a lot of that's on him. He chose to do some homeopathic fucking, I'm gonna eat some berries and shit and that'll fix it. 
vegans. Uh, you know, that's not the same as surgery. And surgery's not, you know, the end all be all cures everything kind of thing. But shit, look at John Cena. John Cena goes get surgery for this thing that could have been a career ending uh, injury. Comes back in like what, three Two fucking months. months or something. I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan fucked up. I get it, like he didn't mean to get injured, but at yeah. the end of the day, you're if you can't hold up your end of the bargain and show up for your job, well, that's on you, dude. But yeah, if the match goes ahead, I'm gonna say uh, Daniel Bryan's gonna win. But I don't want him to win. I want Barrett to win. Poor Barrett guy. too. Like if they don't give him the title, and Bryan just kind of like sits on it for a month or two. I'd that would be, be so like, pissed. yeah, um, Wade, we know that you kind of are a better choice right now, but we'd rather have no champion than you. And you kind of got injured that one time and you had to re- relegate the title. Yeah, we're not doing that with Daniel Bryan, because he's Daniel Bryan and you're English. <laughs> so you think they're going to put the belt on the future Hall of Famer vacant? Mm-hmm. Uh, Another title vacant. reign for vacant could be a good yeah. one. I think he'll uh, go on his Twitter account and really uh, shout and spray it and be happy about that. Add vacant, add vacant wrestler. Yeah, you could also uh, like him on Facebook, right? Facebook.com slash vacant WWE. Good old vacant. Maybe we can get what we all are hoping for, vacant versus murky for the Intercontinental title. Don't tell me what to like. You know you'd like that. Okay. <laughs> you okay there? You sound like you were hyperventilating. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> this is degenerating into a horrible oh, yeah. uh, way. I'm going to cut this off before we get too crazy here. Um Let's just go around real quick. Who's winning this match? If it is happening, if it's not happening, who's winning the alternative match that you think is going to end up happening? Peyton? Uh, if the match does happen, I would say Daniel Bryan wins. If it does not happen, I don't think there will be a match. Um, or maybe they'll have some sort of like battle royal to determine the new champion. Or I don't know. I think they'll just not have a match this night and they'll announce what they're going to do tomorrow night in Raw. Just give more time to some of the other matches? Mm-hmm. I see tournament. Just saying. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I love the That'd be cool. cool. That would kick ass. Kalen, who's winning? Uh, if the match does happen, I'm going to go with Barrett. Uh, just because of, like I said, the history of Daniel Bryan and his injuries and stuff. Uh, but So if the match happens, I'm going with Barrett. But I'm more likely thinking that it's not going to happen. Way go. I'm going with Daniel Bryan winning if the match does happen. If it doesn't... Honestly, I see them throwing just a fucking match on the card and letting it be for the icy strap. Who would win that? I don't know. It depends who they book, Tony. Who do you think they would book? Uh, no, Tony. Probably Wade Barrett. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Wade Barrett for sure, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Would be someone's... fucking crazy if out of nowhere it's uh, Wade Barrett for Spray Wyatt. <laughs> Talking about uh, that the whole time. Uh, I would fucking hate that match just because of how boring it would be. That would be the third heel versus heel match of the night. Yeah. Sean, who's winning here? If the match goes ahead, Daniel Bryan. Though I don't want it to be Daniel Bryan. And uh, if it's going to be a makeshift match, it's probably going to be Adrian Neville versus uh, Wade Barrett. And Barrett will go over, but they will make Adrian Neville look strong. Yep. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the same thing. Brian wins if he wrestles, and if not, then it kind of depends on if it's a title match or if it's just a regular match. Regular match, I think Neville will win. Title match, Barrett. So we need to continue along here, and part seven is going to be the uh, the Kiss Me Arse match. I used to have a Star Wars lunchbox, but then I traded it with my mate to get a Power Rangers one. Which Power Ranger? Uh, Red. Was this before Green? Uh, no, this was during Green. I, I, I was never a fan oh, of Oh, fuck you. You missed out. You got the second best one. Yeah, you got the... You should have got the one that was going to lose to CM Punk. You get the backup J- Power Ranger. Jason was the original dude. <laughs> Dana, who's better than Jason? Jason David Frank. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> eh, overrated. Yeah, he is. So that's what we think about the Kiss Me Arse match. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Divas Championship in the next part. <laughs> How pissed would you guys be if I did that? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd actually be perfectly okay with that because I don't want to yeah. say fuck all about this match. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Fuck this match. I really don't care whatsoever. I don't like Sheamus just the same as before. I think it's stupid as hell that he's doing this whole fella thing. I think having him come out and say kiss me arse is as silly as you can get for somebody who's not supposed to be silly anymore. Dolph Ziggler is better than this too. The only way this could be anything that I would be fond of is if fucking Ziggler wins. Which yeah, is not going to happen. That's never going to happen. No, but that would at least be like, for somebody who doesn't like Sheamus, that I'd be fine with seeing that because it would just like fuck his character up. Even though he's on my Fantasy League team, which pisses me off, I would much rather see Sheamus lose here. But this is going to be a squash. And it's going to be a boring fucking segment on top of that. Do you really want to see them drag this out? Like, uh, I have nothing positive to say about this. I'm with you, and it stems from a few different areas. For one, out of all the Sheamus matches I've seen, I've seen him wrestle Dolph Ziggler far too often for me to give a fuck. Whilst I like the direction of him taking out all the smaller guys and just being a bully, that's cool. But really, out of all the fucking stipulations that you had to pick... Like, I hate the servant fucking stipulations that people like to do. Um... Shit, like, there must have been something they could have done. Like, maybe they could have had um, a hair versus hair and Seamus would have had to get rid of that stupid thing off his fucking head. By the way, which is a very good avenue to go down eventually. Um, As far as match quality goes, I'm sure it's going to be okay. It's just going to be... I've seen it before. See, I think Dolph is going to win this and then... Then thingamajiggy. Seamus, I couldn't think of his name. Sheamus is just going to attack um, Dolph Ziggler at the end of the match so he doesn't have to kiss his ass, and Dolph Ziggler leaves on a stretcher. Shit, if they wanted Ziggler to leave on a stretcher, they should have had a stretcher match. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't even like those that much, but it's better than this. Shit. Yeah, watch, they'll have a stretcher match, and instead they'll kiss Sheamus' arse. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see any scenario where Dolph Ziggler's picking up the win on this. I mean, Sheamus, you know, recently came back with his new heel persona, with his stupid hair, and, uh, you know, I I really don't see any reason why Ziggler would win. I, I think Sheamus is a lock for this one. The, the stipulation is pretty fucking stupid. Uh, but other than that, i don't not really looking forward to this one. Like you guys were saying, this is probably in my bottom two matches of the night. So might be okay, but like like you guys have said, we've seen these guys wrestle so many times. Um, I'm not not really looking forward to it at all. I don't know what you guys think. You guys think this is 
a Vince McMahon thing. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think Vince McMahon despises Dolph Ziggler with a passion. I don't think it's a, a, an anti-Ziggler thing. I think it's more of a pro-Sheamus thing. I could yeah. see this being Vince McMahon goes, look, Sheamus needs to be real big and tough, and we need to show that he is just going to kick everybody's ass. Go out there, say you're fighting the little guys, because Vince McMahon doesn't like that, and what's a better way to really rub it in? Have them kiss your ass. That, that'll show how tough of a guy you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is the guy who did the whole kiss my ass club. I mean, one, one way I can sort of see this ending is, uh, you know, because Dolph Ziggler can take the loss. Uh, I can see, you know, because I don't think any of them will willfully, like, you know, get down on their knees and kiss the other guy's ass. Yeah, so he's going to have to be knocked out, Carl. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Ziggler's going to be knocked out and Seamus will, like, pick him up, knocked out and just put his face against his ass and pretend like he won. <laughs> yeah, he did something where he's knocked out and he's just like rubs his face against his ass and goes like, ah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Basically the equivalent of somebody teabagging somebody in a video game. Yep. <laughs> that might make, make me laugh, but they're not going to do that with Seamus' character. <laughs> I mean, because in this era, I'm not expecting like, you know, the, the thing they used to do, you know, where Vince McMahon would pull his pants down, you see his whole ass or anything like that. I'm not expecting anything like that. So I think what they're going to do, I, I think the scenario Do you really want to see Seamus' pasty wall ass either? Hell no. Uh, God, no. If anybody with a pasty white ass is going to do that, then it's got to be Paige. Um, <laughs> you know what? I could see no one getting, like, Dolph Ziggler not just refusing to and gets behind him and instead just jumps up and zigzags him. Which, if they do that, then that, even though I don't want to see this whatsoever, that still would piss me off because it would be like, you advertise that this is the whole fucking point of the match and you didn't do it. Like, I can't remember what it was for sure, but there was some kind of a match where it was like, um, it was like a hair versus hair match or like a mask removal match or something like that where somebody was supposed to do that and they just like beat the other person and ran away. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something like that happened. It was on NXT. It pissed me off. The loser, I forgot what his name was. I think it was one of it the was, fucking yeah. French guy. He was meant to get his head fucking shaved if he lost. Yeah, but Sylvester Lafour. They did it to the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and they were just like, ah, oh, that's good enough. It was like, hey, come here, ugly. Let's make you more ugly. Now, he hasn't been released yet. Yet. Barkus Louis is definitely going to be released, though. <laughs> they haven't used that guy in months. It was like, hey, we took... We took your hair, now we're taking your job. <laughs> I think they should add another stipulation to this, that if, if the loser does not kiss kiss the arse of the winner, uh, then they're fired. And in that case, I would like to see Ziggler win. Sheamus refuses to kiss his ass. Uh, Sheamus is fired, which has two positives in that. First of all, I don't have to see Sheamus. Second of all, it fucks over Tony's team. So, <laughs> positive, positive. I'd be willing uh, to take the hit. Ha, 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 he got fired. I would totally be willing to take the hit. <laughs> And then they could bring Del Rio back and fire him again. What's with that? <laughs> what? Oh, thank God this wasn't a Del Rio and Sheamus match. Was all I can see. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, uh, I've seen more than my share of Del Rio and Sheamus matches. So What? <laughs> but you're right, Wego. I've seen more than enough of uh, Ziggler and Sheamus, too. And, Goddamn right. You know, you cut Sheamus's hair and... That's the only difference between them. Well, you know what? I didn't like Seamus before. I don't like him now. Fuck you. <laughs> he needs to stop saying fella. He does. Especially at 
you Buddy. know, his entrance thing where, like, that song's pretty badass. And then it's just like, ah, fella. Like, <laughs> I mean, we so made the fair. joke before. Like, it's basically the same as him coming out. And it's like that, like, da 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 kind of shit. And you're like, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> it's kind of, it's very underwhelming. He doesn't need to do any taunts at the top of the ramp. He just needs to look down like a badass and fucking march. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything, and if they really want him to do some kind of a pose with the spotlight, just have him yell. Just like, ah, fuck you. Or have him shout, it's clobbering time. <laughs> I think he could do the uh, the emo stare on, on the ramp, just like uh, Baron Corbin. Oh, God, that's cool. so bad. <laughs> Especially when he smiles afterward. It's like, I'm depressed. I'm walking down. But now that I'm in the ring, and I look to the left and the right, hit little smile. Like... <laughs> People like, like me because I'm misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people count. <laughs> this one time I wrestled longer just to hear them count more. <laughs> hey, Daniel, come back with my towel. And maybe he should have like the opposite of the Big E. I need five. <laughs> like, I need like. 120 seconds. <laughs> One, two, three, four. The crowd's just like, you fucking pin them already. <laughs> like, to be fair, NXT's the type of crowd that would get into that shit. They would. They'd be chanting like five minutes into it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the same fucking crowd that was like, huh, they called her blue pants. Where are blue pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did blue pants get over so much? You're asking the show. You're asking us who was on a show with a time count that got over. Yeah, the time count's oh. awesome. Oh, well, blue pants is pretty awesome too. Woo, blue pants for president. Woo, blue pants. <laughs> if only time cow was wearing blue pants, could have. Instead, he just left us feeling blue. Oh, messy time cow. So Seamus, <laughs> fuck you. Essentially, that's what this uh, boils down to. <laughs> Uh, part 8 is going to be the Divas Championship match. Nikki Bella is going to defend against Naomi. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back. We are on the Divas Championship match next. Nikki Bella is going to face Naomi because Paige is going to be filming a movie instead, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic and win her lots of awards. She's playing an elf in that one. Yeah. All right. Nice. Elves. That's where... Uh, this is going. Just a bunch of elves. So, that should at least be better than The Hobbit. But, uh, Nikki Bella could be retaining the title. Could not be. Naomi's kind of on a little bit of a streak right now. No, not good enough to get new fucking theme music at the very least. They don't seem yeah, to... They've got to get rid of that fucking the mm-hmm. Brodus Clay cat shit. It's almost been a year since Brodus Clay has been released. And they weren't hanging around Brodus a couple months before he got released because he was down in NXT doing his own thing and stuff. So over a year, Naomi's been using this theme for some reason. You're a thunkadactyl. That's right, you'll never be more. I don't know what they could give her, like what type of theme or something, but she needs something. Well, she seems to be going in a new direction as a heel, so I don't know. As we get to see more of her character, maybe something could strike us and make more sense. Um, as far as the match quality goes, this should be one of the better Divas uh, matches. I've always fought high of Naomi, and 
the Bellas can not fuck up on occasion, so that's good. I think it depends on the time. Uh huh. Like if we don't get that Intercontinental title match and every match has a chance to get some more time, this could be a pretty damn good match. But, but don't give too one of those... much time. Yeah. Because, no. because you saw what happened when they was given time on Raw. Fuck that up. Yeah, if this is one of those segments where they want to give them, you know, 20 minutes, I don't think that'll work. But it's just as bad if they give them five. Like, we ain't enough, man. I need five. They but... both are talented enough that they could pull off a good match. I'm actually going with Naomi on this one. I think they're going to set her up as a big heel for Paige to come back against. So I think I missed something recently. Uh, when did the Bellas start working babyface? What, what's up last, with that? Like, last week. Yeah. And what, what, what tipped that off? Is there any... What happened that they were babyface all of a sudden? Just because they're against Naomi? Yeah, yeah. same thing as Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. There's a lot of that going around, isn't there? Yep. Just no explanation? Okay, great. Okay, cool. WWE logic. Yep. Like, they've really just gone with that, yeah, whatever, attitude. It's like, yeah, fucking Fandango just dumped a girl. Yeah, he's a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him up against that guy that's a heel that gets cheered. Curtis Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fuck, fuck this company. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, we need to have a different segment just so we can bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just put fucking Jim Cornette fuck this company face up as the picture for this segment? No? Maybe. Cool. You heard it, folks. If it doesn't go up, just spam it. If it doesn't go up, then that means my maybes almost always mean no. If it doesn't, if it doesn't go up, just post pictures of muddy dicks to smart cat off and <laughs> To be fair, I have had a picture of potato in a segment like this before. So. <laughs> Wouldn't be the most odd thing that somebody would come across. Is that when uh, you just had a big E there? Yeah, it was the, just a big letter E and a potato. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, though, I think this match is going to suck. But Naomi's going over because the Bellas are still yet to sign a new contract. And uh, there's rumors going around that Nikki's retiring because of her knee. So, What happened? Did you try figure four? Probably. See, I I don't know. I'm still saying that Nikki Bell is going to retain. A couple of reasons why. One is I don't see too many things going on about this whole Bella retirement thing. And I would think that if that happens, I'd probably be reading more reports about it because people would be beating that to its death. Um, and if Naomi would have gotten new theme music, then I would have believed it more. Well, you know so how like, they like... New music at the pay-per-view. That's true. That's true. I'm still going to go with Nikki, though. But if Naomi won, not only would I not be too surprised, I'd be happy. Nikki's held the title long enough. You know, she doesn't need to have some two-year title reign or anything like that. And Naomi's been overlooked for way too long. I agree with Tony. I I pretty much see Nikki retaining the championship on Sunday. Uh, Like you said, if, if they were building Naomi up a little more... At this point, you know, if she had new theme music or, or some other gimmick uh, for her character, I could see them maybe putting it on her. But at this point, it just seems like such a like a non non nothing uh, feud right now. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm hoping that in order to get the belt off of Nikki, that there would be a little bit more of a story there. I mean, I do like how they had the whole Naomi thing, you know, talking about how she was on um, 
you know, with, with AJ and stuff and that she hasn't really amounted to much, you know, comparatively. And I thought that was cool kind of bringing, you know, the real life uh, story into that. But it's still it's something that should be built up a little bit more if they're going to take the belt off of Nikki. So I'm I going have, with uh, Nick. I'm going with Nikki retaining. I, I have an idea to give you that. Yes. Bree turns on Nikki. Now, would that make her a heel or a baby face? That'd make yeah, her a heel, aligning with uh, Naomi. There, there are these two divas who are tired of being overlooked, like Naomi because of you know she got all these wins and she never got recognition for that. Bree, because it's like, well, why does Nikki get to be the champion? Just hold on to the belt all this time. Why is she the Bella that everyone loves right now? Because <laughs> Bree looks back at the footage from SummerSlam and goes, "Oh wait, I was supposed to turn against her and be <laughs> like, you know, against her." <laughs> I don't know if I really want to see that because then I think that the new theme music that they'd give Naomi if she's tagging up with Brie is Naomi mode. <laughs> and fuck, we got Brie mode. That's enough. But I'd be fine with... Um, she died in the womb. <laughs> I'd be fine with Naomi taking the title. I think if um, if they have the time to do this, I think a better way to do it would be Nikki retains here through some kind of bullshit and Paige comes back for next month and they do a triple threat then they can do Naomi winning the belt and moving on and wait next pay-per-view is payback what's after that is that money in the bank uh yes it is yes then for money in the bank you just go straight to Naomi versus Paige I think that's a way to get an extra month out of this you know without stretching it too much mm. I can see that I'd be yes. okay with that Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> any other opinions before we move on can we do it faster do what faster the next segment move on <laughs> <laughs> yes we can move on right now so we're going to go to part 9 right next Roman Reigns versus Big Show in a last man standing match. It's not extreme rules unless you have a last man standing match. And yay, these two are going to do that. So this is going to drag, isn't it? Uh, wait, oh, earlier on I said Dean Ambrose was going to have the worst match. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. I forgot this doesn't even exist. This is going to be awful. This is this is going to be a shitstorm in a teacup. That's how bad this is going to be. I've uh, never heard that win. phrase before in my entire life, but I kind of feel like I might be saying that in the future. <laughs> the shit's torn in a teacup. Yeah, really? Dude. Yeah, well, we've established that we don't know what a combed beef pasty is either. So. <laughs> corned beef pasty. <laughs> it's a pasty. It's not fucking hard. <laughs> pasty. It sounds weird when Americans say it, though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah especially because it's... Spell it out, pasty. Like, there's certain words when they try and copy us, it just sounds so fucking weird. But yeah, this match. Yeah, vice versa for when you add R's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a bigger thing. <laughs> Pasties. I feel bad for these guys because given any other duo for the most part, if someone gets slammed for a fucking car, it's a big deal. When it happened, everyone was just like, oh, God, is this segment over already? <laughs> it, I can't blame them for, like, given, like, if they're going to do a Roman Reigns and Big Show feud, they've probably done the best they can. It's just two elements that no one really gives a fuck about. 
if you're gonna have if you're gonna revamp Roman Reigns and get him, try and win the fans' favor, this is not the guy to do it against. Mm-mm. People are chanting, "Please retire at this guy." Now I like Big Show, but Big Show has totally fallen into this gimmick where he is that replacement guy when somebody doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like you yeah. do a Big Show John Cena match when there's nobody built up for John Cena. You do a Big Show versus a mid-carder when you want that mid-carder to seem like they're beating somebody in the main event, but not somebody who actually matters. Like, Big Show still has quite a bit to offer, but when WWE puts him in this spot, he has almost nothing to offer. And it's a shame, because they do that to Mark Henry a lot, too. And you'd think that two of the biggest guys in the company would perpetually just be like... Oh fuck, that person beat them. But that applies more to somebody like a John Cena or a Triple H or something than it does Big Show or Mark Henry. Yeah, same thing same thing with Kane these days. I mean, I oh, think yeah. Big Show, Kane, Mark Henry, they're all just kind of like placeholder opponents at this point. It's it's just oh, we need to put him against a big guy to to put him over and make him look good. Uh, what's Big Show doing? Okay, we'll put him against Big Show. So it's it's boring. I don't. Big Show hasn't had any feuds that I've really been interested in, and I don't even remember when. It's a so, shame because the booking of Big Show has been horrible ever since he came to WWE. Don't get me wrong; he's had his highs and some really fun moments, but he should have been treated like Andre. Yeah, I love Big Show. I think he's great. I I love his like, character, but I, sh- I'm boring. I'm bored with him. He should have never ever like really lost, and when he did, it should have been very rare and a big deal. And it should still be that way today, but they fucking shit can't any chance of that. Plus, his character is just flip flopping all the time too. Like he goes from like the smiley, happy giant to which the is tear- my f- favorite version of Big Show. The yeah. teary eyed crybaby version, and then the well, fuck you, no, fuck you guys. You guys are mean, and I'm a heel now. That type and. When was I like, the last time he was a monster? Like, yeah, I like monster, badass, fuck you up, Big Show. Just the same as I like Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. Like that. Like if I, I like Smiley Big Show, and the other option for me is the Big Show that was around when Mayweather was in yeah. WWE. That Big Show where he's fucking in shape, knocking the fucking piss out of everybody. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And he should have been that for Roman Reigns. Like, they had the time. They knew that this was coming. Shit. Fastlane, this was basically being built up. You should have been building Big Show, and they did to an extent. I mean, they had him win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's a a positive. But he won that in a way where people were disappointed that Sandow won, not that they were disappointed that Big Show won. Rusev should be undefeated right now, and Roman Reigns should be beating him. There's just no one for him to face. Like, there's outside of Brock Lesnar and until and Rusev until Cena pinned him, there was nobody. Like, there's been nobody that's been a second guy for anyone to really beat and make a big deal of. And I think that's gonna kill Reigns. I don't know what there is to do for him to do after Big Show. Mid Cardis. Maybe he's the Bray Wyatt one. I don't know which. <sighs> I don't know, you fucking heard the rumor what they've got for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Either way, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Bray Wyatt against anybody at this point. 
Like that's not going to help Roman Reigns. There's no way that Bray Wyatt doesn't get into like it doesn't interfere in Extreme Rules. Nah, he's, he's interfering done. in some way. I think he's interfering in the steel cage match, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, he could interfere here, though. I don't know if his promos are nonsense or if they have any meaning, so I don't know if there's a reason for him to interfere or not. <laughs> Out of all the matches to interfere, he interferes in the Divas match. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, at least it'd be different. <laughs> I'd be kind of up for that, just to see yeah. him do that and be like, all right, fuck. Kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. It's like, Nikki Bella could retain. Naomi could win the title for the first time. And who, who the fuck? Bray Wyatt's out here. What the hell? <laughs> Woman. <laughs> yeah, this match is going to be a pain in the ass, though. Last man standing matches aren't really that fun. Or at least not as fun as they should be. Like, they could be, but they drag on far too long just for the basics of the match itself. The referee's got to count to nine many, many times in this match for it to seem like it's kind of interesting, but that in itself is boring because you know that it's not going to be a ten count unless something big happens. Yeah, as far as last man standing matches go, you have to have two guys that can tell a story for it to be worth anything. And you kind of have to have each nine count be something that's a big enough spot that people believe it could be the tenth. Uh-huh. You know what? The last, 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 the last, last man standing that I, it's like Final Fantasy. Yeah. One match that I watched that I really enjoyed. And maybe I'm missing one that, but Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble. That was the last time I ever enjoyed a last man standing match. And I think that was the last one to have any real story in it. I think the last. (laughs) That's so weird to say. The last, last. That's really kind of making me think that there's a man standing match, and this is the final one we're going to see. The final man standing match. The last, last man standing match that had an ending that I thought was interesting was the one with John Cena duct taping Batista's legs. That was better the night afterwards because of fucking Batista's promo. Yeah. The fuck's your shit? God damn it. Stoop so low. Anybody got a basketball? <laughs> But they can't do something like that in this. You know it's going to be a situation where Roman Reigns has to do something where he spears Big Show through the set or something. And a lot of these matches end around the stage, too. Yeah. I am going to go with Big Show gets something heavy on top of him and can't get up. I'll tell you one spot that's happening for sure. Reigns is spearing Big Show or Big Show is spearing Reigns through the security barricade. Yep, I think it's going to be Roman Reigns that does it. That's mm-hmm. happening at least once in this match. I got a feeling maybe Big Show choke slams Roman Reigns through the commentary table. Maybe there's some kind of stupid thing, which I really hope they don't do because they botch it every time where somebody throws somebody through, like, an electrical thing. They've got that delayed reaction, a little stupid uh-huh. firecrackers uh. going off. That's dumb as hell. Don't ever fucking do it unless you could pull it off. Best case scenario, both men... Like fucking have a miscommunication, both go for the spear, hit each other head first, and get knocked out for a ten count. Even better, the jokes that we were making before that Jack Swagger is going to just give everybody head uh, concussions with headbutts. He sees that they're going for the, both the spears, and he just runs head first like a fucking rhino into the three, the two of them. I can predict that we're going to see a Samoan drop from um, Reigns, a Superman punch from Reigns, and then a spear from Reigns because that's all he fucking does. Oh, hey, you missed the running kick outside. 
Oh yeah, the running kick out. So that'll be for Big Show. Oh, and he's <laughs> and he's gonna ooh and yeah, and punch the and, ring. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's it. You know, because and did you know that every other wrestler has the same moves too? Like they, they it's not just Roman Reigns, dude. You hates like unfathomed, <laughs> unfounded. There we go. Unfathomable rage. <laughs> I just don't get it. He hates him because of Roman Reigns' I'll quote limited moveset. Every fucking guy on that roster has five moves that he does in a row. You want to know why? Because it's memorable and people know to pop for it. You know who's got less than uh, five now? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I see what he did. Yeah. I'm pointing right now. <laughs> Fucking kill this segment with fire. Yeah, does anybody think Big Show's winning this? No. no. Miguel's raising his hands. <laughs> I mean, get a shot. <laughs> uh, fuck that, I brought Does anybody think this is going to do any good for Roman Reigns? Nope. Nope. They're just treading water right now. I think nope. it's going to do some good for Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, you guys. I think Big Show's got a shot. I think it's going to hurt him even more. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people don't want to see him already. So you're gonna put him with the Big Show. You know how long it's gonna take for him to wash that stank off. As a fan of Big Show and Roman Reigns, this is not gonna good gonna be a good idea. Idea. Ah, I'm botching all over the place here. This yeah, is not gonna be a good idea. This isn't gonna be a good segment. So let's leave <laughs> <believe> it. <laughs> yeah, they could have gone a lot of different routes here, and they all would have been better. Big Show taking away that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal thing, that could have been used to put a mid-carder over more than Roman Reigns. It's not going to do anything for Reigns. Yeah, you know, Roman Reigns is in a bad spot right now. They need to figure out something, but maybe instead of sacrificing Rusev to John Cena again, they could have gone with Rusev and Roman Reigns and made it an actual competitive match. Maybe instead of Roman Reigns being paired with Big Show, he could have been having some kind of a fun gimmick match with, uh, I don't know, fucking Ryback. Have a fun face-versus-face match if you got two different heel-versus-heel ones. Do some kind of crazy shit. Like, that's what's more entertaining than me. If WWE does something where I totally didn't expect it to happen, and it seems like it could be fun, because, you know, you do a shock thing and it sucks, then it doesn't matter if it's a shock. But I wouldn't have expected a Roman Reigns and Ryback feud. Do that. You just want feuds that you're not going to see coming. Rhino versus um, Roman Reigns. It's Fuck. extreme. It's extreme rules, so it's got his ECW roots, and they both have the same finisher. I don't yeah. even like Rhino, and I'd be down for that. Yeah, I have one problem with that plan, though. ECW sucks. Well, I'm not fucking trying to deny that. I hate ECW. Yeah, so but you know what? They could build something around this. You have the gore and the spear. He comes out, says, you've been doing a spear, I do it better. Roman Reigns says, you're my really hair, ECW. <laughs> my, <laughs> That's it. My hair is greasier than yours. What the fuck do you say about my hair? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, I'm not too big on this match. I'm hoping that that changes my mind and they have a better match than is uh, expected. But what I'm expecting here is a very long, very drawn out, very bland match. And at the end of it, Roman Reigns wins. The crowd doesn't pop as much as they should. And I, I'm i just looking forward to the next one. Just to extend this segment even longer than it needs to be again, um, does Roman Reigns still have blue eyes? No. I don't know. 
I don't know. They haven't been as noticeable at the very I least. wanted to know if I've ever got used to them or they're not there anymore. Yeah, no, it's one of the two. Anymore. So I've got used to them, fuck you, because I didn't think I would. He should have, like, one green and one purple. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that'll get him over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This segment's going to go on way too long. Uh, well, both both this segment we're talking about and <laughs> the last man standing match. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing probably... I'm, do you think they'll give him like 25 minutes? What do you guys think? Oh, God, I hope not. It depends on the IC title match. Yeah. I think if they're going to overbook any matches of the card, it's going to be the next one we talk about, the US title one. I don't think they'll drag uh, this one out to maybe 25. Hoping that they don't want the very I next. hope they don't. God. I'd, I'd be fine with 15 minutes. Even if they had 15 minutes, you got to imagine how much of that is just the ref counting. Eight? True. <laughs> yeah. One. Two. Oh, look at that. He happened to come up at nine because little moves, you know, make you stay down for a nine count. But in a regular match, if he went for a pinfall, he'd get up at two. It takes too long to count to fucking nine. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with just doing it like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? There you go. Ring the bell. <laughs> what if ref did that one time? This is one one, wait a couple seconds, wait a couple seconds, wait a couple seconds, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and the guy's just like, holy shit, what the fuck? This is a match that could have benefited from blood. <laughs> We're already saying that. <laughs> this match would have been a lot better if somebody would have bled in it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. Predictions. <laughs> You're just saying? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Alright, we're ending this second. <laughs> <laughs> Part 10 coming up, U.S. title match. United States Championship. John Cena is going to defend against Rusev in a chain match, but not just any chain match. No, no, no. This one's going to take place in Russia, just the same as the Chicago Street Fight's going to be in Chicago. They're going to transport these two to Russia and have just a regular chain match. I guess that's what's going to happen, because... WWE specifically not mentioning anything about what the fuck is Russian about this chain match. First, let's talk about that. Come the fuck on. Why do they have to classify this as a Russian <laughs> chain match? Really? Like, this shouldn't even be a chain match because those are dumb. But, like, but this is a Russian chain match. Like, these chains are soaked in the blood of Russians or something. I was going to say, aren't really? Russian chains stronger than normal chains? I think that's why. Because if like, they use a regular chain, it might break. But a Russian chain will hold up to the stress. Oh, hold on. This is, this is what we have to complain about? Like, all the things that we oh, can complain yeah, about Yeah, to be fair. Match. No, we have plenty of other things to complain about. This is just the first one. Oh, we're just getting started. As far as stuff that I've shit on, as stupid as it is, this is classic pro wrestling. Yeah, well, this really ain't that bad. I don't know what you're getting so bent out about it. This is, like, the stuff we see all the time and has been going on for 100 years. Yeah, and I've hated it through all that time period. <laughs> I've never liked that. Like, Tony, you was not born a hundred years ago. Fuck you. I goddamn was. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was born a hundred and two years ago. God damn it. Uh, what the hell though with the whole Russian chain thing? Like, is this going to be another situation where, like, the flag match, where? It's a flag match that isn't anything to do with a flag match, except for somebody's flag can come down afterward. It's going to be like... That'd be a bit weird, though. Whoever whoever wins gets to pose with the chain. Yeah, like, I could (laughs) see them doing that kind of crap from this now. 
No, it's just isn't it like the Texas bull rope match, but with the chain? Yeah, where you have to hit yeah. the um, the turnbuckles. I think yep. it's fucking bullshit. Don't like that so much. I'd rather it just be that they're locked together and they can use the chain to fuck each other up. Like I like the whole stuff where one guy will be on the other side of the turnbuckle on the outside and fucking pull it, and the guy goes flying into the buckle. See, you know what? I would kind of like that sort of match, even with the turnbuckles, if it wasn't Cena. Cena doesn't do well in those kind of things. You know how, like, with a standard, like, uh, Street Fighter or something like that, if he gets hit, like, he sells it really odd. Like, he never really acts like it hurts him too much, but he acts like the act of laying down hurts him more than anything else. Oh, man, this is really uncomfortable. Like, the shot itself doesn't seem like it'll hurt, but then Cena will lay down and just be like, oh, oh, man, I'm, like, so tired and weak. And I don't want to see this with a chain match where they, like, they do a lot of, like, awkward spots that aren't really that entertaining, but they're supposed to be cool. I think you could have gotten a better chain match or strap match or anything like that out of a lot of other people on the roster. And it's not like these two made it to where, well, you've got to make these two be the chain match because it makes so much more sense. Like, there's nothing that pointed towards the chain match. Except that Russo has been attacking John Cena with a chain for the last three weeks. That's only because they wanted to do a chain match. Well, isn't that why they do stuff? Isn't that how you set a match up by doing stuff to set the match up? To an extent, but you how can else also do you set up a chain match besides having someone attack them with a chain. I think what, what Tony else do you want them to do? I no. think Tony was more referring <laughs> to the fact that it's not like there's anything that really ever linked Rusev to being a guy that carries a chain around to attack people. Exactly. Linked. I get it. Linked. Oh, that's good. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, there's nothing like with the authority angle. We've seen the authority tons of times. So, of course, there, it makes sense for Randy Orton to be like, I don't want the authority interfering. That's why I'm having a steel cage match. And, well, for the most of the part, all the other matches on the card don't make any sense either. There hasn't been like some big precedent with Sheamus and Kiss Me Arse. But... There was no, like, chain stuff going on. If John Cena would still have been doing the chain gang thing, carrying around a chain, then, yeah, that, you know, that would make sense. But, you know, See, Undertaker... when Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker did it, when it was a biker chain match, or whatever the fuck they called it, well, Taker's a biker, so it made sense. And Undertaker had, like, the caskets that would come out, so we're going to do a casket match. This was just kind of like, we want to do a chain match, Rusev, start carrying around a chain, and then that'll build up to a chain match after we announce that it's a chain match. And that kind of thing is, like, that's lazy to an extent to me, and it's forgivable if the outcome is great. And, of course, if the outcome is great, then, you know, when we do our review next week, we'll be talking about how great it is. But I haven't liked either of these two matches, and there's nothing that makes me think I'll like this one. But I can also argue on the other side that, fuck, Bruce is a heel. If he thinks he can beat Cena by knocking him out with a weapon, then sure, grab a fucking chain. And if he thinks that's going to work again, keep hitting him with the chain. So... There's an argument for each side, but it did kind of seem out of nowhere. I think if you wanted to go with a gimmick match that had something to do with, like, this is a Russian something match, go with things that seem Russian. Like, we were talking about this last week with the whole... What, um, fucking vodka on a pole? Yeah, the old vodka. <laughs> <laughs> like, when they were in, like, Music City and they have a whole bunch of uh, guitars and stuff, like... I don't really know exactly what you would do with Russian stuff, but then again, he's Bulgarian, so they could do some Bulgarian shit. Throw that in there. But make it something like that, you know? I mean, if somebody has the gimmick of the concerto 
and somebody else has the tables gimmick and somebody else has the ladders, you do a tables, ladders, and chairs kind of thing. Somebody has, you know, a shillelagh. Then you've got the shillelagh can be used. Rusev just starts carrying around a chain because that's the chain match that they want to do. And it's a Russian chain because he's billed from Russia and carries it. Like, See, what, what they should do to make it more Russian, they could have the, the title in, in this big wooden doll, and then they fight to go open up the wooden doll, and then they open it, and it's just another wooden doll inside. You know what? They keep See, opening the dolls until they get the title. I would rather enjoy that. <laughs> as stupid <laughs> as that sounds, that sounds intriguing enough where I'd be like, how the fuck are they going to pull this off? Am I the only one who thinks this should just be a submission match? Exactly. This should have been that because... Definitely. John Cena and Rusev have submissions that they, you know, make people tap out all the time. So just make it an I quit match. Make it a submission match. Make it a fucking breaking point match. Whatever you want to call it. You want to give it a thousand names. I don't care about a submission match between those two because I've already seen fucking Rusev tap out. And it wasn't official, but it still saw it. And I've already seen Cena pass out to the submission, so kind of over it. I don't think they should let them pass out. By the way, yeah, that's fucking to me, that's yeah, I don't like out. that. Maybe like really, really rare situations, but not as often if they've been doing it. The only well, time I like the same pass out was when Hogan passed just... out to Big Show's not Big Show, Brock Lesnar's bear hug that one time. That's the only time I've deemed that reasonable. What about Austin, Austin's the best example. And you could even have a little bit of leeway and say, like, well, Ken Shamrock's not a real referee, so he just stopped it because he's, you know, he doesn't know the fucking rules. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking, he thought this was the UFC. Yeah. That'd be great, uh, though, if, like, he stops the match. No, no, no. Stop it for no fucking reason. He's like, stop, you gotta stop the match because Austin is out of it. And then Jack Tunney was still alive around then, right? Have Tunney come out and he's like, nope, match gotta continue. Uh, what, Fuck Austin? you, Austin. No, Jack Tunney was long gone by then. That was Gorilla Monsoon. Matter of fact, that might have been even been Piper. Wait, Fuck Piper. Wasn't Monsoon dead around that time? No, it was a little bit after. Huh. Nah, he died like right after the bushwhacker that died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think someone died. Actually, I think something did die in one of them. Yeah, I'm sure luckily he fucking died. <laughs> 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 Uh, I love how there's almost a one reference to the fucking Bushwhackers now in each episode. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody think that this is going to result in anything but Rusev taking another step down the the hierarchy and John Cena getting really nothing more out of it? Oh, of course. John Cena's going to win. You know, Rusev doesn't have to be pinned or submit, so he's not going to look weak in that regard. But even though a loss will make him look weaker... But John Cena's going to win. You know, Lowell Cena wins again. Um, that's basically all I can see. I bet you Cena breaks the chain at some point. Mm. But those Russian chains are pretty strong, I've heard. I bet you Cena breaks the chain when they're pulling each other on opposite ends. And yeah. Cena tags the last turnbuckle after that. Rusev just kind of like falls backwards and stumbles around and waits for Cena to tap it. Here's a question for you guys. How many times do you think someone's going to tap three of them and then fail to tap the fourth before the other person wins? God, at least six. Kind of like yeah. with the last man standing, you know, they'll get the nine count. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I could see them doing that many, many, many times. Yeah, you know what, I do not you know what you want? 
you know what you won't be seeing? Payton because he disconnected. <laughs> That's true. Hey. Yeah, so I'm not looking forward to this match really at all. Uh, their fast lane match was not that interesting. Their WrestleMania match was one of the worst of the night. I thought. No reason to believe that this won't be too. Which is another reason why this pay per view itself is just blah to me. Like I'm more excited to see what they do with the Intercontinental Title situation than anything else that happens on this entire card. I'm still not over the fact that that Cena beat Rusev at WrestleMania. I mean, that was so disappointing. I mean, we all kind of thought it was going to happen, but the Rusev character, they had something going for it. And, you know, like I was hoping they were going to have Reigns eventually beat him, but why does Cena need the rub at all? I mean, it's... There's the thing with the story that they booked. The only outcome was for Cena to win. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I, I was so disappointed. Like, if they had booked it differently, they could have had Rusev go over, but... They booked a story that only has one ending. And they shouldn't have booked themselves into that corner to begin with because they shouldn't have had that Fastlane match. Exactly. Fastlane was like, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Look at Goldust and uh, the old Road Dust. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that match happening. It's just shouldn't have, it shouldn't have fucking sucked the way it did. That's on them. What, you talking about the Goldust one or the Rusev one? The Goldust one. No. Um, they fucked that match up themselves. I think that's them and WWE. And I think well, that the Rusev Cena WWE thing can... is the same kind of situation. Like, Rusev and Cena, I don't think, have anywhere near as much chemistry as they think that they do. WWE can't wrestle the match for you. If it sucked, it's on you. I think that they think that they can. <laughs> well, Don't you get that kind of impression every once in a while? I think they're very restricted, but I don't really think that. As long as this feud doesn't end up like Dario and Sheamus, I don't give a fuck. I'm done after this fucking match. Yeah, this needs to be the end. Yeah, I hope so. I would have been more happy to like not have had this feud continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just make uh, WrestleMania the end of it. I would have rather had Rusev go away for a while and come back and destroy some big baby face. Yeah, I would have been down for that. Yeah. Or fuck, why not have him destroy a heel? No, he's. I don't want to see him babyface. I really wouldn't enjoy it. Huh. I would have been interested for at least a week. <laughs> I haven't been interested in many weeks, so that would have been a step up. One good week instead of lots of blah weeks. I'll take that one good week. God, you're the worst kind of worst kind. I'm the best kind of worst kind. <laughs> Any uh, other opinions before we talk about the main event? Nope. Nah. No. No. Oh, that was sad again. All right, guys. One more match to talk about in part 11. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Uh, You're listening to The Buzzer Show. <laughs> the old bike show just all buzzes 24-7 you should do that Follow the I don't know fucking close phone call I think that was the old buzzer show <laughs> so everybody uh, we are on the main event of this uh, list of Extreme Rules matches that we're going to give our predictions for and uh, that means that it's the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Steel Cage match where the RKO is banned and the curb stomp is banned <laughs> 
and everybody's banned from ringside, essentially, except for Kane, who's the gatekeeper, and fucking, what's his name, uh, from Ghostbusters is the keymaster, and... Gozer? No, uh, what's that guy's name? Rick Moranis. Louis Tully? It took me so many years to get the fucking joke behind that, by the way. The whole keymaster gatekeeper thing. I never understood the innuendo until I was like, I don't know, fucking like 15 or something. And I was just kind of like, wait, you're talking about dicks. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you're talking about dicks. <laughs> so, uh, cage match. You guys know how this is going to go down. People aren't supposed to get into the cage and they'll get into the cage. <laughs> so, but that never happens. Who's getting into the cage? What do you guys think? Is it going to be all the authority? Is it going to be Bray Wyatt? Or is it just going to be Kane coming in and fucking over Randy Orton? I will answer that question with one word. Yes. Yeah, I think this one's just going to be a clusterfuck. It's obviously going to be the most overbooked segment of the night. Ding, ding, Um, ding. I don't really see Kane, like costing Rollins the championship, even though they've kind of been building up that storyline, that tension between them. Full uh, tease. Exactly. You know, I, I think I think Kane's going to interfere, uh, cost Randy Orton the match. I, I don't see any other way, any other outcome than Seth Rollins retaining. They're not going to strip Rollins so soon. It's not going to go on Orton, of all people. So um, I, I, think, I think Kane is going to look like tease that he's going to turn on Rollins and it'll turn and attack Orton and Rollins retains. Yeah. I'm watching watching a kitten attack some fruit right now. And I care way more about this than this match. (laughs) Wait, what's the kitten doing? So there's some fruit just in the middle of the bed. And you know how cats do that fucking sideways crab walk shit when they're a kitten. Well, he's doing that and bouncing all across the bed and attacking. It's fucking awesome. What kind of fruit? Uh, I think one of them's an orange, and the other one's probably a pear or an apple. Hmm. This does sound a lot more interesting than the steel cage matches. <laughs> oh, no, they're two apples. It's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. So, this cage match, I think it's going to be a clusterfuck. Everybody's going to get involved. The end result is Seth Rollins walks out the winner. And that's the way it should be. It's just, um, they need guys to make Seth look strong, and that's what they're going to do. Orton's the perfect candidate. Since we've established that Seth Rollins is a hungry cat, amongst many, many, many other things, I think I'd rather see him fuck around with some fruit than wrestle Randy Orton. <laughs> he does live a healthy lifestyle. Wouldn't it, be fuck- wouldn't it be fucking awesome, like, a referee just randomly drops some fruit in the middle of the ring and Seth comes <laughs> out and just starts fucking attacking the shit out of it? Like, he's checking their, uh, their ring gear and stuff to see if they have any, like, weapons or stuff. As soon as he gets ready to ring the bell... He just, like, reaches into his pocket, pulls out a pair, puts it in the middle of the ring, just looks at both of them. He's just like, you guys ready? <laughs> Orton's like, the fuck? <laughs> and Rollins yeah, is like, Orton, I'm so going to get that pair. <laughs> Orton just climbs out the cage while Seth's attacked the fuck out of the pair. Yeah, Seth goes for it like a, what, cats when they dive towards their fucking little uh, toys. Just like, ah, I'm getting the fucking pair. Ah, it's my pair. <laughs> like and Orton can't help himself all okay, out of nowhere and he loses via that. <laughs> uh, see? Just tied it all back into pro wrestling. There we go. Good old wrestling. Good old wrestling. 
Uh, I'd like the other alternative that we were mentioning the other day. I think it was on the post show. It might have been on Smack Talk. might have just been when we weren't talking about anything, just uh, recording, whatever. But I like the idea that Seth just walks through the fucking door. Just like, <laughs> hey, Kane, get up out that door. Thanks. And <laughs> walks out and wins. Fuck everybody in the audience. That'd be funny. I'd have a lot less to write about for my reviews and stuff, but I'd laugh my ass off. Do you guys think, uh, well, how many times do you think they'll, they'll tease Randy Orton actually doing the RKO? Like, I don't think they'll tease the RKO. Three times. You think? Yeah, I think, I think they'll, they'll tease it at least once, but so what's, what's the scenario? Like say Orton does do the RKO. Uh, What, is he fired? Is he is disqualified? Could, it's not DQ. I mean, I no, could, he's, he's disqualified for that though. Yeah, I could see a scenario where he, the referee, gets knocked down. I guess on the outside or inside, I don't know if it's pinfalls or not. Um, he hits the RKO, then escapes the cage or pinfall and gets the win. And, and then the as, he's, as he's celebrating with the title, the referee, the authority come out and fight, like uh, not fire, fucking disqualify him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll restart the match either or. Okay, interferes and that way then Randy Orton's got a feud going into payback. Which will be not payback. So I don't fucking know at this point. It's yes, payback. Yeah. You'll have a feud with Kane then. Mm. Then Seth Rollins will move on to better brighter things. Like yeah, I don't want to see that feud either. What, Seth Rollins versus better and brighter things? <laughs> she should stole in a teacup. Yeah, if it's Kane and Seth Rollins, like, that's such a throwaway. Yeah. That's like a Raw main event. Which it really shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> I don't know, that Kane versus John Cena match the other day on Raw was fucking boss. I don't think I paid any attention to it. That Raw sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bro really did fucking blow. Yeah. So they lost me at that point. You know what? We haven't had too much enthusiasm about this review tonight, and it kinda goes to show how piss poor of a job WWE's done just building it up. Indeed. Yeah. yeah, extreme rules could be really fun. They've had lots of pay per views where that's been, you know, one of the most entertaining ones of the year. And this one just sucks so bad. Like this is really awful. The majority of the matches have no stipulation to them, or if they do have a stipulation, it's really dumb. Kiss me arse. It's not Ugh. like it's not like TNA bad, where it's bad to the point where you can have fun because you can laugh at it. It's just bad. You know what I can kind of equate this to? This is the kind of thing where you you know you've got to sit through the end of a movie that you've already gotten like a half an hour into because you already paid to see it. I mean, I know I'm going to have to watch this whole pay-per-view, but I really am not looking forward to any of it. Like, I'm legitimately more interested in what happens with the IC title. And not even, like, who wins a match, but whether or not Daniel Bryan even comes out. Like, once that part of the pay-per-view is done, I'm going to be, like, struggling to pay attention. Now, they could prove me wrong. I mean, this could end up being really fun. And if it is, you know, I'll admit that I'm wrong, but I don't see any scenario where that happens. Like, this Steel Cage match is... 
I probably would have really, really, really liked this as a kid. Because I used to buy into fucking everything as a kid. I'm like, oh, Ken Shamrock's totally going to beat DX. Like, you know. But this is about as basic as you can get. I mean, we all called so far in advance that this was going to be a steel cage match. That yeah. alone tells you one thing. I'm... You know what bugs me about this card? Normally, there's... Normally, you have a main event, or at least one match on the card, which is the real main event, that just seems something you can sink your teeth into. There's nothing on this one. Yeah. Like, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, whilst they're main event guys, don't seem like like the big-time main event guys. It's kind of weird. They're almost like the upper mid-carder. <laughs> so... Um, and then he, there's just really nothing to sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. And you know that Orton's not going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no possibility of, like, you go into WrestleMania and you got Lesnar and you got Roman Reigns, and it's like, well, is Lesnar going to retain the title? Because now that he signed this contract, is Reigns going to win? Because he's been positioned for that. Maybe Rollins will cash in. Maybe something crazy will happen. I called in the cash in, just saying. Rollins and Orton is just like, all right, so Rollins is going to win, and who's he facing a payback? Let's go yeah. straight so to that, that. That's, that's one of my problems is that this is so such a predictable pay-per-view, almost top to bottom. Now, so, to be fair, sometimes predictability isn't bad. But no, I'm not, saying, case... I'm not saying it's going to be a bad show. It could be a really good show. I don't know. But uh, I, I like having that. The intrigue isn't there for me right now because I'm pretty pretty confident in, in most of the matches. So I, I like going into it and saying, well, who's going to walk out with the belt? I don't know. It could be this person. It could be that. But with this, you know... You know Rollins is not going to drop the belt. I mean, it's basically how are they going to play it out? It might be interesting. I'm sure it'll be a good athletic match, but eh, I'm just not intrigued. I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy the match, but I don't know. You know what the biggest giveaway is? Biggest giveaway is that they've already been airing promos in the local area for payback of the main event being a triple threat match of Seth Rollins defending his title against Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Card subject to change. Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah, yeah that one don't little, do it that much. Yeah. Actually, they don't give away the main event of a pay per view that often. See, I don't know if that's even going to be the main event of the pay per view either. I could see it. I could see it for sure, but why would the triple threat t- match for the title not be the main event? Well, if it's on the card, it'll be the main event. But I don't think that that'll necessarily be on the card. Makes sense. It does. Yeah, makes sense to yeah. me. And I wouldn't be excited I, about that either. But. I would like to defend WWE in one area. As far as the Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton feud goes, it does make sense. Yeah. There wasn't really any other option, given the circumstances. No, it's I mean, just... I could see myself doing the exact same thing. You know, you they kind of booked themselves into a corner. It's not the choice of opponent that sucks, it's the story. And the story has sucked from the very beginning when Randy Orton returned and was playing buddy-buddy with the authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have just been fucking with them. It's annoying. But there's just no, nothing seems like a big-time match anymore. I don't know why. I mean, this is, I guess, the, the logical next step in the feud and the storyline, but... I just hope there's a conclusion soon. I hope they can resolve it and and come up with something better. I think this pay-per-view is going to be an example of a really shitty period, which is going to lead to a better period, maybe, because it's 
they're in a spot where they're trying to develop these new guys and I guess that it's just not quick enough for all of us. Mm, it's a slow and burn. It, yeah, yeah, and then I, it makes the main event scene look weak, but I think it's a necessary evil. I definitely think that we're in a really slow period right now that's going to carry over until Money in the Bank. This and right. Maybe even past Money in the Bank, but this and Payback are going to suck. Money in the Bank, at the very least, it'll be interesting because we got the Money in the Bank match and we'll be all curious who's going to win that. But if they spell that out too, then that'll suck. Like if we only have the one Money in the Bank match, and it seems like it's a more than obvious win for uh, I don't know who the fuck could win, like Rusev or Bray Wyatt, and then they just go ahead and win, then we'll be all disappointed with that too, and then we'll be having to wait until SummerSlam. I think maybe one indicator now of whether pay per view is going to suck or not is is the network free this month. <laughs> well. Survivor Series had some cool stuff. It had its moments, yeah. And that was a free one. I can't see this being that, though. No. Man, just to think, this time last year, we had Evolution versus the fucking Shield. Right. And now this. Like, even though the Daniel Bryan couldn't wrestle, we still didn't give a fuck for the most part. That does kind of show you, though, last year we had Evolution versus uh, the Shield. This year we got Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Yeah. So, Same some things haven't changed. So everybody's going Seth Rollins here. Um, anybody think that there's a chance that something really cool could happen? Nope. Nope. Like maybe a hologram in the middle of the ring? Maybe <laughs> J.B. Noble takes a bump off the top of the cage for a table, but outside of that, no. <laughs> I'd be down for that. And, like, nobody even pushes him. He just does it, like, Drew McIntyre mode, where he just jumps himself. <laughs> um, um, yeah, sure, why not? That's still my favorite table bump ever. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's I... like, ah, this seems kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Someone notice me! Ow! <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, what the hell? I'm blanking on the move. Oh, the swan time. He's like... Fuck that table. I'm going to go give that a swan time. Uh, fucking Drew McIntyre. I guess that's why he's in TNA. <laughs> God damn it, Drew. McIntyre. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> Alright, that's it for our predictions for Extreme Rules. Make sure that you guys leave your predictions for each and every match that we have talked about in the comments below. And uh, we are done with our main event, but we have one less thing to do, and that's to go over things that have happened with the Fantasy League. So stay tuned for part 12, I think we're on, yeah. Yeah, part 12. So we haven't had an end cap of the usual stuff in a couple weeks because the Fantasy League was a little bit on a hiatus of sort, off-season. But we just did our uh, draft for this new season that we have coming up on this past episode of the Monday Night Raw post-show. And uh, because of that, I'm going to pass this over to Peyton. Give us a little bit of a breakdown of what happened on that. Well, yes, indeed. This past Monday, we had our draft on the special 420 episode, which also featured a steel cage match. So you don't even have to worry about having to see a steel cage match on Sunday because you already had one of the Raw Post Show. So go check that one out. Uh, but we each picked our teams. We each picked five superstars are divas to represent us in the coming year i mean we're not likely to keep these five for each one of us but uh it's gonna get us started at extreme rules and as such these are the teams we picked 
Uh, I'm going to be announcing these in the initial draft order we had. And I was fortunate enough to have that first pick. And with my first pick, I scooped John Cena. Mm -hmm. Following up from him, I had Kalisto, Dean Ambrose, Ryback, and Cesaro. So how about that team? I don't think he says his name that way. Sure he does. No, he doesn't. He should. He should. Cesaro. So, uh, my team ended up being Seth Rollins, Sheamus. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Kidd. Woo! Damian Sandow. Yeah. And Sin Cara. Uh. So, I'm not too thrilled about it, but I figured when I was making my uh, picks that I would try to go for ones that it wasn't necessarily who I liked, just uh, people that could be surprises. Because uh, one thing that I noticed last time around that drove me nuts the entire time was Peyton was up in the lead from the very beginning and stayed there almost the entire time. There was that one week where Drew was in the lead. But uh, Peyton didn't have the absolute strongest team at first. He had quite a bit of mid-carders. And they ended up doing a lot more than a lot of the main event people did. I had... Daniel Bryan, I think I had Dolph Ziggler, uh, and these people, yeah, they were in the main event, but they weren't winning in the main event. And it means a lot more for a mid-carder to win, you know, a mid-card title and some random matches on Raw and SmackDown than for a main event person to lose a tag team match at the end of Raw. So, that's why I wasn't harping on the Dolph Zigglers and the Daniel Bryans and stuff like that. But, that's my team. Drew's not here. Uh, let's see what his team was. Drew wasn't next anyway. Yeah, it was me. Oh, that's true. My first pick was Roman Reigns because, fuck it, it's Roman Reigns. Next was Rusev. I still think he's got some life in him, but he's going to take a blow at first. Fandango just had a face turn, so I'm hopeful with him. Paige was a big earner for me last year, and I wanted to have her locked in if I could. And I see Naomi getting a title run, so I thought she was worth it. Uh, my biggest worry about my team is is that they're going to have a, like a rough start, maybe, and then score later. But eh, every one of them's a gamble. Not a bad team, though. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> All right, guys. My uh, Drew. I, <laughs> I, I I got Randy on. Okay, guys. And uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, because yes, yes, I fucking hope he doesn't get injured because, you know, fuck my life. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Dolph Ziggler, because, you know, I like showing off with the Drew crew. Uh, and, you know, because I'm a star, uh, star making pizzas and uh, Bass Husky, Stardust. Uh, and uh, I got one of the Bellas. I think it's the one with the small tits. Uh. And, Sean, give us a breakdown of your team. <laughs> Talking about bad teams, um, I can do I a picked, good Sean if you want. <laughs> I, I picked Bray Wyatt again for my number one pick, like I did last year. Because fuck it, why not? I might be able to trade him off and get Randy Orton. You never know. <laughs> Second pick, I went with the, I went with Adrian Neville because I really wanted Neville, and I'm glad I got him. Northern. Third, I third I went with one of my favorite wrestlers at the moment, which is Bad News Barrett. Uh, the, uh, the other two, well, I don't know why I picked them. There's Luke Harper and Jimmy Uso. 
I worked with what I had. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he did have the last pick, so that made it a little hard. But you got Neville, and I fucking wanted him. I wanted Neville. So. I'm sad. There's only one person I would trade on this list for Adrian Neville. Rusev. Seth Rollins, probably. Sadly, no, Mike Payton's got him. John Cena? Nope, Kalisto. Oh, you don't have to trade in the same line. But, you know. I like Kalisto. He's pretty good. Hmm. So, anything else that anybody needs to be aware of, Payton? Nope. From uh, an outsider's perspective, Kalen, who do you think's got the best team? Uh, right now, I think Mike's is looking probably the strongest. Uh, I think I think your team, Tony, is probably the next strongest. Uh, Wago is somewhere in the middle. I mean, Wago's is so unpredictable. Is the thing you know? He took took some chances there. Um, Reigns is probably it's definitely his strongest. I'd say we don't really know where Rusev's going to go. Um, Drew and Sean, well, you know they're they're uh, they're trying. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, that was so hey, cold. You, you 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 say that now, but when Bray Wyatt wins Money in the Bank, you're all going to be sucking my knob. The only the only thing that I was really shocked about was Sean. You had the first pick where you could you could have chosen a diva in the fourth round, and inst- instead of going with Paige, you went with Harper. Yeah, because Paige went. Paige has gone to make a movie. Yeah, but she's going to be yeah, back soon. What? All the minuses are going to be worth it because they book her strong. They've always booked her strong. That was the only thing that sort of confused me in the in the who, picking there. Who but guess, that's why I snatched who her up first pick? Who gets first pick next? Next, you know, whoever has the lowest who points after Extreme Rules. No, yep. so that's going to be me. So happy um, days. Not necessarily. Bray will make an appearance point. Neville might get an IC match. Bad News Barrett might get an IC match. Naomi could win the title. Oh, no, that, uh, she's not on the yeah. team. Oh, no, Harper's definitely losing. The Uso ain't going to be there. Oh, no. You, <laughs> might not, you might not be the lowest. You might not just do the oh, best. No. Half my guys might get concussions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at Drew's team. Orton is pretty much definitely losing. Brian might lose his title. Ziggler's probably losing. not doing nothing. Stardust he's just, ain't yeah, he's going to be kissing fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's definitely losing, and Nikki's probably losing, too. Yes, right, so how, how am I looking for extreme rules? Reigns is winning, obviously. Rusev's fucked. Fandango might have like a one, like a, a non-announced match, and Naomi might win the title. If he does, it'll be pre-show. Mm-hmm. Still get points to that, right? Sure do. Cool. Yeah, I think I think after this week, I think Mike is going to be up on top of the points, and I think probably Drew is going to be on the bottom. He's always on the bottom. Only yeah. if Ambrose wins. Ambrose has to win. And Cesaro has to defend them tag belts. Well, Tony should do well. Seth Rollins, he's going to win. Uh, Sheamus is going to win. Uh, yeah. Kid, Kid probably will win. That's true. Um, Sin Cara might, get a, might yeah. get a pre-match. Um, Sandow, I think, is going to make an appearance, even if it's just a backstage thing. I think they'll keep him off. Yeah, you know what? I changed my mind. Tony is going to be in the lead after next week because Rollins and Sheamus are both a lock. So, unless so good for you, Tony. Seth Rollins gets a concussion in this cage match, and I'm going to laugh like fucking bollocks. Yeah, do I get any extra points when it comes to Rollins being in the main event? No, it's not like weighted. No. What about <laughs> being a steel cage match? Does that get it? 
Any extra because it's got the gimmick attached? Yes, it does. Uh, oh, sweet. <laughs> Catch my arse. You asshole. Yeah, anything with a gimmick attached to it gets an extra 10 points. Sweet. So, this card, cool. So, the Kiss My Arse match gets extra 10 points for Sheamus winning. That is correct. Yeah, Tony, rolling in some points. Hmm. Yeah, Drew's fucked. Shame I gotta <laughs> sit through the pay-per-view to get those points. <laughs> the whole time I'm gonna be like, yay, Sheamus won. Yay. <laughs> yay, Rollins won. Lots of points. Woo. What do you mean, yay, Rollins won? Yes, he's fucking won. He's the champions. Yes, I said the champions. <laughs> Not our champion, because he's our champions. Fucking WWE, WWE will every champion, dude. WWE and will every champion. You can't be it's world one belt wrestling now. entertainment Fuck champion. You. He's it world wrestling same, entertainment champion. It has champion. the same lineage as the fucking WWE title. Nah, I don't. Yeah. In nope. fact, no, yep. Yeah. Nope. Edit. Nope. 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 Outro. There you go. There's your outro. Then. <laughs> uh, we do still have that to do, but we have uh, plugs to do beforehand. So let's go around here. Sean, give us some plugs. You think they're going to stick around after they just heard all that? <laughs> yeah, they've heard all the other crap from earlier. <laughs> all that other bullshit lunchboxes and whatnot. But uh, yeah, if, if you guys like the sound of my lovely Welsh accent, I will be doing a Twitch stream over on twitch.tv forward slash Shaughnessy1989. I will be updating my post you on, on Facebook. Yeah. Well, check out the Facebook group. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. It's, it's half past five in the morning. I've been up since half past three yesterday morning. So. Don't worry, mate. All you got to do is the outro and you're all set. I'm not doing the outro. You could go fuck yourself. You're so doing the outro. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'd rather finger bang your anus than do an um, outro. So is everybody in for like bothering Sean for the next two hours about doing the outro? <laughs> you can do, but I'll just log off Skype. We'll just keep calling you. We know how much you like get annoyed when we keep having Facebook conversations when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got the I got the notifications turned off. That's why I missed like the entire conversation earlier on. I ain't no. Well, I guess we're gonna just have to knock on your door then. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to create a new chat then. <laughs> I'll just turn my phone off. These are the best plugs ever. Kalen, any plugs oh, sure. you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on the Twitters at, at Kalen Ferris, and uh, I'll give you all of your midget man needs. Sweet. Well, at girl's name. <laughs> Way go. Plugs. At- for Twitter, check me out at Steve Wago. That's S T E W A G O. Also, check out Addicted to Anime. That's sometimes monthly on MegapowersRadio.com. Uh, for more information on that, go to Facebook.com/slash Addicted Anime Fans. It looks like we're going to be doing Higurashi when they cry as our next review, which is a freaky ass horror anime, which is a lot of fun. Is that the one where they have the pointy hair? There is one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm like I had a moment where I was going to go, ha! There isn't one. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Round us out, Peyton. Well, if you enjoyed listening to the rambles of us talking about wrestling almost, join us every Monday on megapowersradio.com following Monday Night Raw because we'll talk wrestling, maybe.
You never know. We had a steel cage match this week. Might have a uh, Chicago street fight next week. <laughs> Who knows? So, my plugs are all in the uh, rest hold, everybody, per usual. So, go back, click that if you haven't already. And if you haven't, fuck you. Watch the rest hold. <laughs> That'll leave us in, though, for this episode. Next week, we are going to review Extreme Rules, so pay attention to that when that comes along. And in the meantime, just check out Smarkout Moment for the live coverage of Extreme Rules, where it's probably going to be not the... Uh, the strongest review if you are supporting it, because I'll probably be bitching and complaining the entire time and just go, ugh, this match is taking forever. But if you like that kind of thing, <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, then you'll love that. And even if you don't like that, you should have fun chatting along with people on the uh, sidebar chat and leaving comments below and all that other kind of stuff. So um, that's going to be Sunday night. And that's going to be episode 179 for us. So for everybody on the panel this evening and for Drew and whatever um, else couldn't come here tonight, thank you for listening. I'm Tony Mango. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. In honor of his upcoming Intercontinental Championship title win at Extreme Rules, or afterward, it's coming no matter what, We present to you for the outro, the reprise of Vacant's theme.